everybody and welcome to the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, and getting better. I'm Ben Hansen and we have the full crew assembled yet again! We have- I'll stop screaming, that's obnoxious. We have Jeff Marquiafava. <laughs> Hello. Ooh, Zuriel Vasquez. I'm here! Kyle Hillier. <laughs> Hello, Kyle. Hi! Hello, I'm not as exuberant as Serial, but I'm happy to be here. You will be. Uh, <laughs> Ana Diaz is here. Hi, I am here at the beginning. <laughs> Perfect! And Leo Vader. Hey, Ben. Feeling exuberant today. Great. I hope everybody watching or listening is feeling exuberant. Uh, it's the holiday break. I hope you're all relaxing. Hopefully you got some time off. And hopefully you're not sick of Game of the Year content. Because this is what they call the really big show. This is the grand finale for the Game of the Year debates for creating the two tens. Objectively, very subjectively, the best video games according to us. Our perspective out. We're just ranking and listing based on our love for the games this year. And before we even get into it, Kyle, you mentioned it last week, but I think it's worth stressing again that we're going to say some mean things about some of these games. But every game on this list right now is a good game at least. We we love all these games. Hats off the developers. But you know what? At some point, we got to start trying to figure out where they actually land on this list. So therefore, we're going to be a little nitpicky at times. But just, you know, the big umbrella statement, these games are great. Kyle, you were looking at the list, just double-checking that. Did any stand out as not great <laughs> that we should bump off the list well, right I was, now? I was trying to decide if I should make a joke that there is one that is bad. <laughs> You know who you are. Like, no, you know what? Genuinely, they're all good. Oh, good. Except for this, except for this one mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. They're all good. Still works. Um, I uh, woke up in a cold sweat the other night again and thought, "Oh crap! Tear down." Um, Leo, did you consider tear down for this list? That's that uh, voxely everything exploding heist game. That's in early access right now, but it seems like it had big splash this year. Did you have thoughts on that one? I considered it. I didn't stick with it in a big enough way to push for it, but cool game. I, I look forward to seeing what it uh, becomes when it's done. Yeah. Or maybe it'll have another chance then. Okay. Uh, so for uh, people watching on YouTube, thank you for being here. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast version. Just search The MinMax Show in your favorite podcast app. It's a public podcast. It's not Patreon exclusive, although you do get early access to it uh, one day early uh, if you support us on Patreon. But uh, if you're listening to this, you can also watch us on YouTube to see us actually build the list. So for everybody listening, thank you for being here. Let's run down the two tens as we have it right now. Uh, this is in a loose-ish order. So the point of this episode is to debate these. But right now, from the bottom up, for the two tens, it's Splunky 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Paper Mario the Origami King, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Gears Tactics, Watch Dogs Legion, The Pathless, Astro's Playroom, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Spirit Fair, Kentucky Route Zero, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part II, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, and Hades. Okay, um, last week we decided, all right, we're feeling pretty good about where we're at for roughly what's making the cut for the two tens. It's just about organizing that. But before we get into really the details here, did anybody have more thoughts on things we should maybe drop off the list, put on the list, any final wiggle room here? Well, first, Hanson, we yeah. should also mention uh, that controversially, we have disqualified Cyberpunk 2077. And we're considering that a 2021 game. Yeah, when it's I, done and shipped and available on PlayStation like, Four, and we've played more of it. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you've thought yeah, on this? I, I was thinking that I, I was assuming it was more about 
none of us are we're all contractually obligated not to play too much of it at this point for <laughs> right. the yeah. bit yeah, of a conflict of interest yeah, yeah. The, the deepest dive is still going the on make, by the way the making me wake up in the middle of the night aspect of it though is like among us we've kind of been like eh no it's not even in consideration it didn't come out this year but cyberpunk did you know what i mean so it's like how militant do we want to be about this are we going to arbitrarily put a stop in right on the day before cyberpunk came out and say like that's our year or i think we, we take it on a case-by-case case basis right it's a combination of like the, like the game released too late for whenever we des- decide to do it right i guess i don't know it just seems like are we making i don't want to make a special exception for cyberpunk i kind of don't think it's arbitrary though it's like it's yeah. literally like here's this game that takes six weeks to beat that released two weeks before the end of the year so like is our year yeah and like a, a game December that ninth to december 9th is that like, do it's, we consider I mean, that next year? Well, because I, I, I think it would forever become part of the discussion next year because it comes out on the 23rd. Well, that one definitely so. But I think there's a difference between like, like, let's say uh, that game company releases their next game on December 10th. I would be more inclined to have us talk about that that year because we would have had a good chance to beat it because you know, I can't imagine that game's going to be, you know, 12 hours, or like 30 hours, right? Yeah. Whereas it's something like, if they had released Journey on this in December 10th, I think we could have talked about it because it's short enough for us to have gotten through it. So is, yeah. is the general consensus that I am thinking about it by two by the numbers? Am I being too militant about I, it? I'm, I'm in your direction as well, Kyle, but um, I just think... I, Talking about it next year is going to feel so bizarre I'm, and antiquated and Leo being like, well, if it stands the test of time, then we'll want to talk about it. But I just feel like... January games feel like a freaking lifetime ago. The idea of going back now for this list and considering Jedi Fallen Order, you know, or some equivalent game, it just seems insane to try and remember the passion for that. a game from that. January on that list, though. Or like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Right. Yeah, we talked. We talk, we, we, I think we gave that game its piece, you know, like, yeah. like we weren't crazy about it, but it's like we, we talked about that game in a way that we would have talked about it regardless of the month that it came out, I think. Yeah, I I was with you and Kyle to begin with, but like I could confidently say, yeah, it should be on the list at this point. But the fact that we have to then rank where all these games go and none of us have been allowed to play more, you know, than like the first 10 to 20 hours or whatever. And it, it's still such a big question mark for all of us that I feel like it's OK to make an exception in this one. And if next year we have a deepest dive that carries us past the point of making a list like this again, then that one we can push to. Yeah. Also, we're going to be playing Cyberpunk for most of January. It seems yeah. Like. So for I the deepest that, dive. That game, yeah. that game will definitely leave some amount of impact, right? Like, I don't think we're yeah. going to forget about it. Okay. All right. So we're okay with, I mean, with a game like this, which is exceptional in many ways, you know, good and bad. Like, we're okay making that line. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I don't think it's as clear cut as the date, but I think it's a matter of realistically, what can we cover for this list? Right. I will say though, okay, I am going to push for Among Us again, because if we're going to fudge it for Cyberpunk, which I understand why we're fudging it for Cyberpunk, I feel like there's an argument to be made for Among Us. Like I get that it wasn't released this year. I get that I can put it on my personal list, Mm -hmm. but like it is literally the most downloaded game of the year. Like I feel like... Like, I do feel like I was thinking about it more, and that seems like, to me, like, one of the biggest, like, missing pieces on this list. Some Another yeah. game that I feel like is also that I've been sort of thinking about that I haven't spent a ton of time with is Genshin Impact. Because, like, 
that game is has an enormous audience as well. And again, it's not just like, okay, what is popular? It's about what yeah. we're excited about, right? Um, yeah. But to be, I mean, just, just to pause you real quick, we did talk about Genshin. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. But yeah, I mean, I I personally like. I'm, I don't want to see that anywhere on the list. <laughs> so that yeah, was yeah, that's reaction. fine. Yeah. No, I, don't know if I you get feel that. Similarly, but that's kind of like where I'm at. You know. Yeah. But, but I do. A good point to raise for sure. Because just like looking at the list as a whole, like I do actually like something that I try to think about is how, you know, like free games and mobile games are represented on this list, right? It's not just about like people's experiences with, you know, their favorite games aren't just about like these big AAA games. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's you know, important to remember it's coming from our perspective out, you know, it's easy to be like, well, this game was huge in the industry, so therefore it should be on the list. But it is, yes, I agree Among Us is such a weird case and it's really tough to judge here, but I I feel good about trying to be somewhat strict about games releasing in early access or actually releasing this year. Otherwise, it's like, then it kind of opens the whole can of worms of like, you know, it, it, this classic debate of, oh, Rainbow Six Siege had an amazing update this year and more people are playing it this year than ever. So then are we going to fudge it for that? I mean, we're talking about like five people in when Among Us came out. Like, yeah, I don't think it had a a 1% chance of making it on anyone's best of the year when it came out. You That's know, I, I, I'm not morally opposed to it being on the list, I guess is my point. For it being this being the first year it could possibly have been on it realistically sure. but i wouldn't fight for it just because i'm not the biggest fan of the game yeah um <laughs> this is always the fun question anna can you live with it just being high on your personal list and that's how we give it its due um i think i think what was hard is that like i think i have like I think it to me, I'm I and what I <laughs> I'm sort of lumping it together with like just like a general sort of skew away from mobile games. And part of me is feeling like, okay, this was one of the games I played most this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd be I think it would look weird for it to not be there. It feels uncomfortable to me. Like mm. I could live with it, but like for it not to be there it's just like it doesn't sit right with me personally mm -hmm. i could live with it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm in the stickler camp of the early access or full release this year early access i know is another confusing i, can I think worms. we need to be honest with ourselves that we're always fudging it like yeah, yeah. When people played hades last year it could have been on the list last yeah. year right so yeah. i had to put it on this year instead but it's yeah, like it's like dreams exactly. you know it's like okay we did that for last year with dreams then it was high up on the list and then we kept felt like okay we gave it its due and now right. this year we're gonna leave it off i agree it's always a little squirrely but yeah a game from if 2018 we have a reason to fudge, i think it's not just and that's why it's good that these conversations are recorded is that people can hear our reasoning as we're fudging yeah i think that i have pretty I, yeah. sound reason for fudging among us i know yeah. that i'm the only person who likes that, this game. that to me yeah. is where i'm at is yeah. that i'm sort of with leo is that like i think if we had a collective passion for among us i think i wouldn't i would have been fine with fudging it i just don't like I personally don't really have much of an affinity for that game. So I think I'm yeah. more comfortable with the idea of leaving it off the list because we're not crazy about it. Well, Anna loves it. But yeah. Disqualifying. Well, yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> well, if, if Anna wants to make like the argument on the merits of the game, I think that's, I think that's fine. Yeah. Sure. I think it's a tough battle yeah. in this group, but like, I think it's worth fudging. If we're going to fudge cyberpunk, we can fudge among us in there, but it's just going to be 
I mean, it's it's one that I. Those are two separate fudges. One is a white chocolate fudge. Yeah. Jeff, you you're a fudge is all right. You're a rules guy. How do you feel about this? You're uptight. Well, I mean, I think there there is a difference between we're going to fudge it because we haven't been able to play enough cyberpunk to make a determination of it versus we're bringing an older game forward. But at this point, like, I, I, I don't care that much. If, <gasps> what? If, if Anna wants to make the case, then I'm fine and we should at least debate it. And, and yes. if it makes the list because she's, you know, passionate enough to knock something else off the list, then that's fine. But if it, you know, if there's not enough collective reasoning, I, I don't like the idea of just saying like, well, someone's super passionate about it, but the rest of us aren't. So we're just going to disqualify it because the dates don't line up when obviously we've, we've fudged the dates for other games. Right. I, I, um, I just don't want it on the list because it was big this year. Like I want yeah. Yana to give and her grace. I am, I am ready to make the case is what I realized. <laughs> it feels like there's so much pressure on you, but yes, we'd love to hear the case. <laughs> um, should I do that right now? Uh, hear ye, hear ye, Anna's case for Among <laughs> Us is now in session. Okay. okay, okay, so here we go. So, okay, your point that this is, <laughs> I'm not, this, this is not starting off strong, but I'll get to why. <laughs> it is not the best, like, mafia-style whodunit game. It is not, like, it does not have the best mini games or the best gameplay, and <laughs> it does not have good communication, like, in the game. You're stealing my it, argument. It, <laughs> it is, uh, <laughs> It is a big word, but hear, hear me out, hear me out. Among Us um, has been such a fun game for me to play and experience because of the larger fandom around it. And for me, like the ways that I engage with video games is like through fandom. So it's not just about playing Among Us. It's about talking about Among Us with my friends. It's about mm-hmm. sending them videos, sending them animation skits that people make. It's about like looking and seeing that like thousands of young people have written like fanfics on among us that are really detailed and it's like inspired a bunch of people including myself to get back into space horror like genre so it's just like and and in addition to that you know like it is even though it's not the greatest gameplay like even though there are drawbacks it is accessible in a way (laughs) that other games aren't and like again that's not just like the only reason that i like it but i think that you know, um, as far as pandemic games go, like you can't get much better than this one. Um, and so like, as you know, 2020 being very characterized by being in isolation, I think that like, this is the quintessential 2020 game. It's like, you're murdering people on a space station and you don't know who you can trust. Um, and there's like a lot more to it than just like, you know, the, 2d animations and whatnot and so like that is my case for among us essentially that it is more than just the game itself it Um, it very much it feels like a lot of arguments with animal crossing you know like the mm 2020ness of animal crossing but also just the idea of like yeah animal crossing is a game like it's fun and pretty simple and my favorite part of animal crossing this year is talking about animal crossing and sharing stories with friends and just seeing that collective spirit rise up and just the discussion there for the overall experience. And so, yeah. Yeah. I hear ya. <laughs> Anna, here's, here's, 
take my, my argument. But. My, my favor, I guess I could offer you. Let I can't, I can't back you on Among Us because I just don't find it particularly fun to play. But uh, having some time to think about the previous episode, I will get your back on Persona 5 Royal. Mm. I will be there for you on that one. <laughs> so I'm I'm sacrificing. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. My... That's, that's that's my promise to you. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's this is nice. actually this is actually a ploy to get Persona Five Royal. to <laughs> <laughs> make everyone feel bad. Okay. No, I'm joking. I won't take it seriously. I won't take it seriously. But I do want to like at least nod to like the general fandom around it and just yes. say that that is an important part of experiencing and playing a video game. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think for sure. Um, I just wonder even if okay. In, a, in this world, in this official world, let's say we are including Among Us for debate here. I do feel like compared to some games like Splunky 2, which Jeffrey really likes and Leo likes just north of fine, or I don't know where you'd put it. You like it. Sure. You know, I think of Among Us where it's like, yes, you're the most passionate about it. You really love it. And then there's several of us that dislike it or are neutral it- on it. It feels to me like a Paper Mario situation where it's like one person is 10 yeah. out of 10 on this one and then we have some people who are more cool on it. Right. right. And they kind of maybe Which brings it back point, down. Which at this Paper Mario is on there, so I don't know how those two <laughs> stack yeah. up against no, each other. And that's like kind of low-key one of the only reasons I'm a little like, mm, is yeah. maybe maybe I feel hesitant about the list right now because i'm not confident about everything else that's on that top 20 mm-hmm. like Paper Mario. i'm not familiar with this top 20 concept these are the two tens but sorry yeah, sorry, I hear you in theory. Yeah. sorry i just spoiled it for the entire uh, <laughs> yeah hansel will fix it in post he'll bleep you yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool. yeah well should we okay let's leave among us in the alley-oop <laughs> section Yes, and just start poking at the list again? Does that seem like a good place yeah. to start? And if things move up, then so be it. And if things move down, sure. so be it. All right, so Paper Mario's coming down. Yeah, we're all tearing down that giant piece of paper <laughs> on the wall? No. Take it off. I mean, I, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving up, Persona 5 Royal. I mean, this, is, this feels like a very much like, I'm really hungry, but I n- only know what I don't want to eat. <laughs> yeah which is paper let's knock all these things down and and Mm -hmm. i I feel like that's the the wrong way to approach it as well like if if we do have one on the bottom that we really feel should should move up then by all means let's poke more yeah but just tearing down sucks yeah i mean well i think persona 5 royal if kyle you're losing sleep about it and anna is passionate about one of her favorite experiences of the year like i think there were a couple things that Anna said and then you said, Hanson, where I was like, I kind of was fighting against it because I was like, eh, it feels, it's a port. It's a good port of an old game, but it's like, in ter- yeah. if you look at passion, like, I don't know, yeah. I think Anna's is undeniable. And it's like, if it's a really, it's a really good game, regardless of like, you know, the sort of port it it came from. I don't know. I just felt like, well, my also- ar- I just thought about my argument more and I felt like I was like falling over and yeah, like, Kyle, I, I, I think it's totally worth considering regardless yeah. of those sort of outside. I factors. also will say like it changed the story from persona five significantly and changed the pacing of the game and added new characters and like add it like built out the world um, in a pretty significant way. So it's, it is, you know, more than a patch. More than, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think it'd be cool to have it on this list. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, what what would come down if we move Persona 5 up? What do you think is the weakest on that list? For me, it feels like 
I don't know. The, the weakest one to me feels like it's Assassin's Creed or Spelunky. I think so too. I forgot Assassin's Creed was still on there. It's okay just with Assassin's Creed. I think there. Assassin's Creed is tough because it's such a huge game, and I have enjoyed it from what I've played. Yeah. But that's like twenty five hours or something, and it just it seems. Oh you, yeah, you only loved a game for twenty five hours. <laughs> I remember when we were we were doing like the the our console roundup and you were like, man, I'm really loving the mm-hmm. Xbox series X, but it's only because I'm loving Assassin's Creed so much. And I want to get back to it. That's and true. I, I feel like this is one game where I have, I have also really enjoyed what I've played. And it, I feel like everything about that game is working. It's, it's, it's a, it is a solid, good game. You know, like the world is interesting. The characters yeah. are interesting. The progression, every, all of that stuff works and is fun and is engaging. It's just that it came out at a time when five other of these big open world games came out. And so everyone kind of bounced off to other things. Yeah. I think with AC Valhalla, something that's coloring my perception of it too is, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's really cool. Um, at the same time, when I think of these games that I want to go back to that I haven't finished, I don't think I'm going to be going back to Valhalla. And maybe it's just from talking to people who have finished it that are like, it's it's good, but like you get it at this point. It's just a lot more of that and it doesn't really culminate in anything. And so it's this is the murky territory, but just that feeling of like, you know, I haven't finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, but I'm so excited to finish that game. It's a huge gap in my mind for my love for it is just, do I actually want to see this thing through? And that's what's kind of sinking AC Valhalla a little bit in my mind. But this Spelunky 2, I agree, has got to go. Let's just get this one. Um, I, I like I like Valhalla dropping. I, there's a lot of games on the, this list that like I stopped and fully beat and have not gotten back to Valhalla, which I think is telling. Yeah. Like the Pathless was just like I played through and beat it because I wanted to because I was enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Immortals is I'm playing more as, as opposed to Valhalla. I'm sticking with that as opposed to Valhalla. Um, so, Jeffum, can you live? with Assassin's Creed Valhalla being erased from existence on planet Earth and all mentions of it replaced with Among Us. You just moved up Persona 5. I know, I was just messing yeah, with you. Yeah, so I, I moved up Are Persona. you okay with what I'm doing? Like, as I'm doing it? Is this cool? Are you like this? By what you're doing? Uh, I, I mentioned Among Us, but yeah, Persona 5 Royal is the one that I moved up. Uh, yeah, I feel like that sucks, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Also... Jeff, I'd like to say that I'm not super thrilled with Val- like the time I spent with Valhalla. Ooh. I thought that it was also decent, and so I feel a little hesitant to drop it down. I do think maybe both. Maybe we should try poking at something else before poking at Valhalla. Like I'd like to. Throw I it love there. that idea. And like honestly, like I hate to I hate to keep bringing up Paper Mario because I know Cyril, you absolutely love it, but it feel it feels like. The argument against Assassin's Creed is one person really likes it and everyone else is kind of like, yeah, I I liked what I played, but then I bounced off of it and I don't feel like I need to go back to it versus Uh there were like three of you who said you didn't like Paper Mario. I like Paper Mario, but I'm also weird being on the list. I'm also not going to finish Paper Mario the Origami King, but I, I like it. Um. If we're doing numbers, I didn't like Assassin's Creed Valhalla either. I played like four hours of it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Is that because Watch Dogs came out at the same time, though, Leo? Watch Dogs no. before. But barely before, right? It was like, like two weeks. 
two weeks. Yeah. Also, Leo played like 12 hours of Legion, so he could have gotten through it. Yeah. But on the Super Mario front, but I mean, you like Odyssey. There's what you like those formulas That's when it so works. That's what's weird about it. just didn't click me. with you, right? That, yeah. that is part of it, though. Like, I played, I mean, Origins, and I feel like looking at what I've seen of Valhalla, it feels like, okay, it's, like, nominally improving on, like, all these systems, and it's, like, the characters are very different and stuff, but I feel like having not played it, I know what I'm getting into almost, like, entirely. When I when I start playing that game, it'll just be a very different environment. It'll be a different character. Like, it feels like they'll just be swapping out components, but this is, again, from someone who has not played it. Yeah, which is I mean, why I'm I, not, like, super excited to get into it. I... I don't know about that because I played Origins and Odyssey and I like the combat better in Valhalla. So it, it does feel, I mean, it is, I guess it is nominal improvements, but it's, but they're, they were solid improvements that made me think, oh, I like this game more than the previous ones that came before them. Yeah. Truthfully, I just like the fantasy less than ever. It's a very personal issue. It's just like, here's the things you're setting me up to do to feel cool while doing, and I have, I just don't want to be a Viking doing axe stuff. That just isn't cool to me. But do you want to be a Viking building up a town? Mildly. Yeah, there we go. Um, I think it's interesting talking about Mario Origami King, because I think somebody, what Kyle or Jeff mentioned, like that Surreal's at a 10 out of 10 on it. Surreal was... Uh, eight out of ten on it, according to the GameSpot review scale, which I understand is a good score, but he's he's not <laughs> off the charts. That feels like that, that's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like considering that none of you have finished Valhalla, I think it's very different. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I I love Paper Mario having put you know like however many hours into it. I like I I really yeah. do like it, and I think it's consistent the whole way through. Um, I think I trust the number more than you, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only speak in numbers from here on out, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> Um, I, I also feel like I was pigeonholed by Papa's comment of like, well, he like he said the expectation of it has to be ten out of ten, or it <laughs> doesn't make this list. Yeah, Jeff sent me that message. We've been we've been collaborating on this one to sync Paper Mario. Well, all I'm saying is Anna's ten out of ten on several games. Oh, that no, she's pushing true. for. I think. Well, okay, I, like, I think Kyle thinks the Pathless is the greatest game of all time. Here, so <laughs> anything less than that. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't write reviews anymore, but if I'd reviewed the Pathless, I would have given it a ten out of ten. Unequivocally, there's no way to yeah. prove that. But that's Seven what Remake was going to be a twelve oh, out of ten, is what it's I was saying. So easy to, for him to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think we're doing the thing. We're doing the thing where we're tearing one down unnecessarily right now. Sure. Unless tough. we're just desperate to get Valhalla up, which to be fair, I like Valhalla more than Mario, but um <laughs> so is there anything that yeah. we're, that we're desperate to move up? I understand, Jeffum, uh, your feelings, first of all, Hala noted. Anything else that people are like, my God. Hey, wait, Kyle, Kyle, how do you feel between Valhalla and Paper Mario? I, I'm uh, a Valhalla over Paper Mario person. And Anna, how do you feel about Valhalla versus Paper Mario? I don't feel like I played enough Paper <sighs> Mario. Like, I don't <laughs> qualify Because they were both games that... I was like, oh, I can see nice things in it. And I started playing and then I, I never went back to them. So they're both in a really similar space for me. But I don't think, I think that Valhalla, like, I did actually enjoy the time I spent with it. So that's why I wanted to say that. Yeah. There you that. go. There's a lot of likes in this room for this game. Yeah. A lot of likes more than Paper Mario in this room for this game. I think you're right. Is there a numbers? Is there a weaker thing to bump off the list than Paper Mario? Splunky Two feels like it's going. 
something's making that sucker fall here. Jeff, yeah. would you take Valhalla over Splunky 2? Honestly, honestly, I was thinking about this the other night, and it feels more like a travesty to not have Valhalla on there than Splunky 2. Go! Even though it's going to be high on my list, and I feel like you're all fools for not playing it and enjoying it. And Leo really let me down by just, <laughs> I can't play with my friends, so I'm not going to play this game that's that I called the previous one perfect. <laughs> But if I mean, if that's the case, then that's that's an instance where I played it by myself and didn't get into it. So I'm hoping that when I play with my friends, it will be perfect again. Leo, it's <laughs> saying I didn't play it. That yeah, I, I may have misrepresented that. So put like ten hours in. Let the record show: Valhalla has bumped up, Spelunky has moved down, and Paper Mario has touched a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> um i uh i finished if found over the weekend i don't know if anybody else uh that was the other one that i wanted people to talk about because i feel like that was i played that this weekend yeah leo what'd you think i loved it yeah i think it's Uh-oh. super cool and i played it on switch just as you theorized the erasing with the finger is more more of a beautiful feeling than i expected the way it specifically works is much more satisfying was there um this is the dumbest note to start an if found conversation on um but it's a visual novel um, about a, a trans woman in the 90s in Ireland, just for setting the table for a found here. Um, did you have any jank with the erasing? Because I was playing, uh, I had a beautiful setup where it was like right by the Christmas tree. I was all bundled up and then I had my uh, MacBook and I was just using like the touchpad for it. And every once in a while, I was a little bit like re- like putting a weird hard edge and having some weird jank with the erasing. But how was it on Switch? Perfect. Okay. Oh, good. Um, Okay, so you you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I definitely would put it above, put it on this list before some of the other ones. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. I'm glad, because I, I played like the first 15 minutes, um, but I'm glad I took the time for it. And I recommend, you know, if you're in the mood for a, a, an interesting story this year in gaming, it's not that, this is a terrible way to ex- explain it. It's not that dry. You know, you might think like, okay, this is just like, okay, it's going to be uh, just a journey of self-discovery. I got it. But like, it's so much more interesting than that. And it's bold and it gets weird. It's, it's yeah, structurally more interesting than I was expecting. Um, and it definitely got me emotional at several chunks there. Uh, I think the ending is really fantastic. Um, there's a part Andrea of me, put it very well last time of like, it's a visual novel that needs to be a video game that yeah. like it couldn't be anything else absolutely I, did anyone I, else play it that's fine. i didn't play it because i got sucked down a different rabbit hole this weekend <laughs> all right i can't wait to hear what that is um yeah I, yeah I, I i like it found a lot i feel like if i this is again flawed but i was thinking if i played this in february would i feel passionate about putting it on this list is it just the recency effect because i think it's a very cool little two-hour experience um but definitely one of the more unique experiences of the year you know for for a video game here um Cyril and leah how are you feeling about it going on this list i mean i played it in like march or april and i'm still yeah. pretty hot on it like okay it, that i use that as like a litmus test of like whenever a new game kind of entered my kind of loose top 10 i was like but is it better than it found was kind of like it ended up being like a stronger gatekeeper on my list than i kind of expected throughout the year interesting hmm. yeah i also was considering the recency effect but that's a pretty good uh pretty good test of it yeah leo do you think it should be a lock on this list i would i yes 
but I know that's because there's a lot of these games on here that I feel nothing for. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's love will dethrone them. Let's bring down Kentucky Road Zero and let's put up If Found. Mm, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's okay. The Mortal Phoenix Rising. Ooh. You don't like that? Yeah. How immortal is I, it? I really like it a lot. Yeah. I do. Too. You think it's funny? Um. <laughs> sometimes I think it. The the twenty percent hit rate of making me chuckle is charming enough for me. That 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 element of the game, which I understand people kind of point to as being a, a like annoying. Like it's a, it's, it's just like occasionally I get a chuckle out of it and that's great. You know what I mean? Like it's not bad. It doesn't bring down the game in any way for me. Uh, so no, no. I, it's, yeah, it's a, like, it's my, it's my podcast game. It's like what I am actively playing right now that I'm having mm-hmm. a great time with. I think the, uh, just like being able to take it at my own pace has really made me enjoy it and happy to take my time with it. So yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. It it feels like that comfort food gaming, which yes. I remember is also how you described Ghost of Tsushima. But Ghost of Tsushima seems like excellent comfort food, and Immortals Phoenix Rising feels like pretty fine comfort food to me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Like it's it's not one that I like. I'm trying to push up into the top ten. Like yeah. it's one I'm happy to see it in the lower ten, personally. But it's, it's one of my favorites this year. There's a very inviting abyss just below that lower 10. I don't know if I can interest you in it. Oh. I like it more than Paper Mario. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry for Paper Mario. It's a cool game. It, the writing's fantastic. I knew this would be our darkest chapter. <laughs> uh, uh, what about Crash Bandicoot? Are there lots I, of people who love Crash Bandicoot? I love Crash Bandicoot. I love it for so the bottom one. Tens. So you're tied with like several games. Crash is uh, I played and beat it. I don't have nostalgia for Crash, and my big takeaway was almost like your Immortals uh, argument here, Hanson, where I was like, "Yeah, it's it's solid," you know. Like I didn't. I think there's an element of nostalgia of like having a finally like a new fun Crash game. For me, it was just like a a, a decent platformer that I liked. North know? North a decent. Come on, don't don't decent me on this one, Kyle. <laughs> Like he's decent. Like, Kyle's like thinking about his taxes right now. I don't know what this look in his eyes is saying. It's like, did I leave the front door open? Also, (laughs) you know what, Hanson? North of decent. Yeah, I would. We got north of decent out of this guy. Uh, And serial from here is the twenty first. Yeah, and 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 the twenty is for games we reserve for north of decent. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Serial, you you enjoyed your time with Crash, right? Yeah, I I I would go as far as to say that I liked my time with it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Finished it and I've enjoyed it, but like it's sort of uh, the same way Kyle was with Immortals, where like I, it's my podcast game. Like I use it, I, I play it primarily when I want to listen to a podcast, and that's like the driving impetus of like, oh, I'm really backed up on these episodes of like this Twin Peaks uh, podcast that I'm listening to. Wait, what Time is to play Crash? What is this Twin Peaks? I bought a box set of Twin Peaks, <laughs> and there's a uh, the Idle Thumbs Network had like a, a Twin mm. Peaks to watch podcast, so I've been I've been using Crash to get through that podcast. But I, and so, insofar as I've been playing it for the, in that way, I have like very few complaints about that game. But I, <laughs> but there is no drive outside of that for me to like, okay, I want to play Crash. Uh, you know, like, that, was, that's not the pull. It's more was, about David Lynch's directing. Exactly. It's like the Robert Frost <laughs> parts of Crash, I think, are underrated. But, you know, when, no, <laughs> but later, I, I like Cyril, please do an essay, like, you know, drawing all the lines. That's between right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really think Crash is like the Bobby. 
Uh, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I like it more than some of the games on the list, I'm sure. That feels like one love, more two likes. Mario, though. Well, oh, come on. You can't put it well, up against no. the most hot seated like, game. That's, that's, that's what I was trying to set him up with, but. <laughs> what did Paper Mario do to you? Zero, <laughs> it, it had the crime of saving being Paper Mario. Fine. <laughs> We're saving Paper Mario by uh, poking at I was crash. trying to save Paper Mario yeah. by throwing you a bone with this I crash like paper business. But that's the thing is like it's weird like those two are probably looking at this list probably the two that I would have at the, at the top of this section of the list is Paper Mario and then Crash. Mm, interesting. But it's mostly because I don't have a strong affinity for anything else on there. Maybe personally right. that's I haven't played it. Yeah. And do we want to poke holes at Spider-Man again? Spider-Man is the game we all enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. That's the box quote right there. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we went through it before and, you know, Anna kind of brought it in and saved it again. It's that game that we all had a very solid, good time with, but no one's screaming about it. And I think, I still yeah. think that that matters for this list. You know, it's a very well-made game that we enjoyed our time with. It's tough to say a bad thing about it. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, Wait, but okay. Tough to say, bad thing. Um, but how much further north of decent is Miles Morales? I think it's north of decent. Oh, Correct. this is this is north of decent. You can tell from the snow; it's pretty far north. Yeah. And it's yeah, north of decent wanna... in ways that are new to it, and not just because the first one was good. It's a question I'm asking. Mm, yeah, see, I don't know. I I feel like it's an extension of that. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the big the big coolest upgrade to me was the Venom attack. Yeah, which is like an attack but otherwise yeah. it just like iterates on what was really cool about spider-man 2 or spider-man 1 right it's certainly yeah the, the way we talked about it in the deepest dive <laughs> is that this will be clear yeah i like the gameplay more than 2018 spider-man and i like the story less um so mm -hmm. it's fair yeah. that's fair wait so what are we replacing it with i feel like we're doing that thing again where we're tearing stuff down and is, well, is I, this all, I thought everyone was pretty hot on If Found. Found, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so people right. considering like what's on the bubble for my favorites on this list of like Valhalla, Miles Morales, Crash Bandicoot Four seemed like bubblers. I don't think I'd put If Found above any of those. Should we have? I'm hesitant to bring it up because I really love it. The Astros Playroom discussion. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a great, great one, Kyle. I, I don't want it to be written off because it was pre-installed on the PS5 and it's not super long. Yeah. But I just loved it. Like it, it just like I, when I got my PS5, I was like, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And like Astro's Playroom took over and I didn't stop playing it till I beat it, despite having a stack of really awesome games like right next to it. I just, I adored it. It just plays so well. It's so charming. It's, it's. It's it's just cool. I want to revisit it. I want to I want to get like the platinum trophy in it. You know. Yeah, it it is it is great. There's no doubt about it. Thinking about Leo's question about Spider Man as it relates to Astro's Playroom, I love Astro's Playroom, but in every way it, it feels like a lesser version of uh, Ask Astrobot Rescue Mission, Rescue Mission in VR, which I loved mm -hmm. so much. And this feels like oh, this is a great smaller serving of what I loved about that other game from 2018. Which makes it a tough candidate for this list. Yeah, I, I, I feel similarly, but I think I might also give the edge to Astro's Playroom over Miles Morales. 
I would personally, yeah. There's more creativity going on in that game. And I, I think, like, I think in some ways I liked it more than the VR game, honestly. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, I think if it had been, like, the, the, the VR game uh, was longer, you know, I mean, that's, that's the biggest knock I have against it. I wish there was more of it, you know? Serial, this is obvious. How do you feel about Astro's Playroom versus If Found? Uh, I like If Found considerably more. But Astro's Playroom, you got lasers and you shoot them at the ground. Mm-hmm. There's a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there are lasers necessarily yeah. in If Found. I think but... Astro's Playroom was as an emotional journey for you guys playing If Found. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no clue. I did literally download If Found on my Switch that while we were having this discussion. Oh, good, good. Um, I was um, just yeah, envisioning I, Astro's head in the guillotine, and I was really ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be adorable as its little eyes blinked out. Yeah. Um, just, just pin in this feelings noted. Uh, sure. Leo Gears Tactics versus If Found. Uh, I'm. I'll. I'll chime in. I played Gears. I played some Gears Tactics over the weekend. Yeah, and oh. I. I'm in the like camp. Ooh, I, you're I, the liker. I see. I see why Leo liked it, and and I agree that it it's like out of all those games that said, "Hey, XCOM was fun. We should make an XCOM with kind of a different, a little bit of a different format." This one feels like XCOM was fun. Let's let's try and do some new ideas and throw some actual like gameplay mechanics into the tactics part of that that are a little different, and so. And make so the gameplay have, like feel satisfying in a way that I didn't think was possible in a tactics game where it's all you know decision making. But it really made me be like, God, I've played tactics games that stutter on every move for the past ten years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so smooth. Yeah, it's 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 nice, and and you know, there's I especially like there. Are, you can kind of chain extra moves where it's like if you execute someone with one of the execution moves. That will give everyone else in your in your crew an extra action point, and you don't you don't have to choose between like moving and just shooting. And so there's there's kind of a build up there that makes it more engaging than uh, other turn based ones. So that's that's I wouldn't that one's not just a Leo's the only one who played it yeah. and loved it. Ten out of ten. I mean, I I part. also did like it. Like I ended up not mm. sticking with it, but what I played of it, I really liked. Leo, like, the only thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, Leo, if you had to. Compare your passion for If Found versus Gears Tactics. If I had to compare, it'd be Gears Tactics. But I would okay. love to have both on here, of course. Okay. Can we have the Watch Dogs Legion discussion? Ooh! Yeah. I almost what? didn't want to. I feel like that was like the third rail when it came to the... the <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is everybody else in the room's feelings on it? I just watched you stream just two hours. Well, you know my story, Leo, right? What? I was texting you about it, you know, and then uh, you said, you know, it's good. So I went and drove to the store to get it, and I got a flat tire on the way home. So my <laughs> yeah. impressions will forever be colored by that. <laughs> mm. Emerging game uh, but actually playing it, I played, I don't know, like the first hour or two. It didn't hook me in a big way, but I totally acknowledge that, like, I, did, I haven't given it its due yet, and I got totally distracted by other things because of just the release schedule. I want to go back to it. I want to play... You know, it's maybe the GTA comparison isn't totally apt. It really seems like its own unique thing. But I want like a modern city open world game to play in my next gen console. And I haven't haven't really had a chance to dig into that yet. 
So that's that's all I can really offer you, unfortunately. I mean, I, haven't I, mean, I would touch it. I would ask Gears before Watch Dogs, based on my really? personal I, enjoyment. Um, spent like four hours with it, which isn't like a lot, but out of like, and again, it's hard because there were a lot of games that came up during that period. But just as personal enjoyment goes, I feel like I have to compare it to those other games. Enjoyed Valhalla more. Enjoyed yeah. Like a Dragon more. I had pretty much you know i don't know the the gimmick of being anyone like again it's just it's gameplay preference do you like you know like building up characters and like skill trees and finding unique outfits like it's very much like honestly you could play it like a sim game at some points but like Mm -hmm. it wasn't for me i'm Um, i'm trying to figure out leo i know your love for it (laughs) before it came out and i understand it's obviously not hitting those marks that were your highest ambitions, but I'm still trying to figure out what your level is of, I know you like it a lot now, uh, but how passionate are you about it and where do you feel it deserves a spot on this list? That's the thing. I wanted to know what everybody else thought about it because I feel like there are definitely other people in this room whose love for their titles they're championing exceeds my current love for Legion. Wow. Like... To shock the world by saying this, I mean, it did fall flat in a lot of places. Having played, pl- like, put 40 hours into it and co- taken, you know, months to think about it, <laughs> it's like, how much points does it earn for trying, being so insanely ambitious? Obviously, it took them years to get this system up and running, but then the gameplay doesn't, is it, wasn't ambitious enough to benefit from it? Mm hmm. Like you can play as anyone, so the first person you start with has to be able to beat the game versus like actually complicated design that you have to use that system to get past. It just didn't have the the uh, confidence, you know. They had to make it a Ubisoft game that anybody can play anyway and not be disappointed by. Like if they don't want to engage with the cool thing they're doing, yeah. And I think that hurt it a lot overall as a game. And I don't know. It'll be on my top 10, but I don't know if it'll be in the top three or top five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of these games. Um, For our personal top 10 lists, this seems like we're fighting over the sevens to nines on our list. Um, Oh, I'm, well, I'm saying Watch Dogs Legion can go if we, if Spider-Man can go and Immortals can go and things like that. I mean, Mm. I'm okay I want to say I I liked Spider-Man. I thought it was good. I think it's a good example of like what um, sort of like AAA games can look like in a way that's time respectful to people's time. Yeah, and it has great combat, like the first Spider-Man. But I am not going to like lose myself defending. So well, just to also in the spirit of us giving up some of our like you said sevens to sixes or whatever. <laughs> I just yeah, I think I think we're also falling into it again though. I just are we tearing it down for are we all just trying to make room for if found? It seems like we're all ah, I could lose it, I guess if we really want to get it found up, but I don't think that there's the driving passion for if found has to go up over any of these. I right would now. rather have if found than Watchdogs Legion. Oh, okay. There it is. I mean, the passion for If Found 
seems to overtake. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before we do cement the the move, though, like, how do we feel about the Pathless? Because I know Leo played Mm. it. Good point. Just so we make, just so we're talking about rounding on all of them. Yeah. 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 It's my hill that I have my sword out of my hilt, uh, you know, raised, pushed up against my chest. I'm standing high on this hill. Is that, is that how that works? Okay. <laughs> I believe so. You, you don't it's have the hill you I have die to, on. Yeah, I, I love fight that. on the hill. You don't just like, people don't just come <laughs> into the hill and you're like, well, time to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but just, just, it is, it is like, it is my favorite, like ghost yep. and Tsushima and like the pathless are like my two big ones that I want to make sure are yeah. somewhere on this list and, and like hopefully higher. But like, I, I really love the pathless a lot. That's- I played an hour and a half of it and beat the first boss. And my question is, do you get more upgrades than extra Eagle flaps? Um, not really. There's like one final one that you get, but it is definitely more about the fluidity of moving through the world rather than any kind of like RPG mechanic of leveling up. Like it's kind of like, um, yeah. Uh, Hanson, what's the game? The breath of the wild, uh, where you're climbing the mountain. Oh, um, short hike, a short hike. It's kind of like the short hike, uh, upgrade system where it's like you find these things and it lets you get higher and higher. And then at the end of the game, there is like one final upgrade, but yes, it is. It, it, you're not going to get sort of that like that uh, ramp up of abilities. It's more about just like getting into the flow of like swimming around the world is like the best way I can describe yeah. it. You're getting these like little bursts of speed, and then all the bosses are really cool, and every boss fight is unique. Like they look kind of similar because they're all based off this like fiery demon kind of idea, but the mechanics of defeating each boss are different. And then the chase through the the, the forest that's catching on fire is just always thrilling and awesome. The chase is super cool. Sound. Yeah. Playing, yeah, what I played of it, the movement was amazing, but the puzzles I was like immediately not interested in. They're very, it's a lot of putting heavy stuff onto buttons. Yeah. And things that I can't believe they're still making games about. Have you played so, Immortals uh, Phoenix Rising? <laughs> <laughs> that put heavy stuff on buttons in the game. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, you can avoid some of that stuff, but it is, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's presented to you in such a way where you can avoid it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like yeah. it feels like you're, you need to do it. You don't really, but you, yeah, it's like, I, I like that stuff because I'm like a, you know, a Zelda boy who likes to put boxes on switches. But uh, yeah, I understand that being a knock against the game for you personally, for sure. I looking at this list and and feeling it. Just immersing myself in your emotions. I'm an empath is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I feel like. Even though it didn't live up to the hype, like Leo's love of Watch Dogs Legion has to be more than the collective love of Immortals Phoenix Rising, right? I feel like if, if Found's going to take anything slot, it should be Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I, I, mean, I played how, them both. How, People seem to like Immortals we, Phoenix yeah, Rising. How are we, we all of a sudden like have to axe Watch Dogs or Immortals when, yeah. you know, we Here's, had like two or three other ones where we were like, eh, you know, one person liked it, a couple people mm-hmm. meh on it. Because I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Immortals is just an agreeable game it's it's you know it's i just feel like it's the lowest barrier lowest bar of yes this is solid but well, no one's I, that excited on about that it. same note though like if we swapped uh if found for miles morales would anyone fight hard for it whereas i think kyle would fight for immortals i think i, I that's a good point yeah i enjoyed miles morales more than if found would you would you fight 
to keep it on the list over if found. <laughs> that pause speaks volumes. <laughs> Get out of here. Is that happening? Me and Kyle both answered faster for immortals than you just whiffed your way through that. Yeah. <laughs> Got some confidence, Hanson. Yeah. This is a classic, are you the imposter? <laughs> <laughs> See, it, it all comes back. <laughs> is this is this happening? Is If Found going up and Spider-Man coming down? Are we all feeling Spider-Man. okay with that? I would be okay with that. Because I enjoy my time with Miles Morales. But if I'm the minority... Yeah, it's, like, it's not a bad... Like, it's not that there's anything like wrong with it in a lot of ways. Yeah. If anything, like, like Anna said, I respect... I, I respect the way he respected my time, you know, like, like the fact that I was able to get into that game and like basically marathon it in a day, I think was really, it was like a point in its favor. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I have anything like super glowing besides like, Hey, I like a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing what they should, you know, like the ending moment is, is touching, but like, it just like, I kind of just didn't really think about it after I finished it. So. But I am, the only, am I the only person who played both though? And no, I played both. Okay. I've played and beaten both. Okay. And you would take If Found for sure. I would definitely take If Found. Look, it seems like the passion for If Found. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. It's more than a lot of these. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is you could, I mean, All right. maybe bump it up more. All right. Miles Morales is down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Found is up. The, the bottom 10 now looks like Astro's Playroom. Dodge that freaking bullet. The Pathless, Watch Dogs <laughs> Legion, Gears Tactics, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Paper Mario, The Origami King, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, If Found, Persona 5 Royal, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh boy. You know what this reminds me of, everybody? It reminds, me, it reminds me of a story. Leo, um, hmm. do you have a little campfire you could light up? Because I, I got a wonderful story to tell. Of course. Maybe the last campfire, if you can track it down. Yeah, do you want to start up the last campfire? Okay, great. Leo, sit back and relax. I'm going to tell you the story about a wonderful place. It's my favorite place under the sun, and it's patreon.com slash minmax with two ends. You wouldn't believe how many amazing different options are there for you if you want to support minmax for creating content this year. It's a wonderful wow. way to say thanks, and if you support us at any tier, you get access to the Discord, support us at any tier, and uh, we'll send you a message and uh, talk to you about what you'd like for the future of MinMax. All that fun stuff. Um, do you want me to make you a s'more, Leo? Yeah, please. Oh, great. Also, um, do you like puzzle games? Sure. Well, good. Then check Are out... Are they box puzzles? <laughs> no. Well, they're <laughs> puzzles that include squares, but squares aren't boxes. The point is, Oppa Switch is now available <laughs> on Xbox, everybody. Oppa Switch features over 90 handcrafted levels and a randomizer for never-ending puzzles. Inspired by classic games such as Lights Out and Lights Out and Hexic, it's a logic game that's fun for the whole family. And get this, Oppa Switch was developed by Rich McLaughlin, longtime supporter of MinMax. Drop in the Discord to ask him about Oppa Switch, indie game development, or just thank him for supporting the show. The best part? It's just five bucks. Unwrap some fun this holiday season with Oppa Switch on Xbox. Jeffum has this to say about Oppa Switch. 
It's fun. There it is, everybody. Also, thanks to prettygoodprinting.com. They're an online print shop that offers flyers, invitations, stickers, banners, and more. Uh, they say, I've spent years opening and managing print shops for others, yada, yada, yada. I figured it's finally time to do it for myself. Soon the website will have customizable templates as well as themed sticker packs with custom designs. If there's something specific you need, feel free to reach out via the contact page at prettygoodprinting.com. Again, if you want flyers, invitations, stickers, banners, and you can use the promo code MINMAX for 10% off of your order at prettygoodprinting.com. Also, hey, check out This Week in Video Games for your regular fix on the latest reviews, features, or interviews from the world of gaming. Whether you're into next-gen platforms, indie gems, or interviews with industry experts, This Week in Video Games has you covered. This Week in Video Games also specializes in Destiny 2 content, covering everything from the latest goings-on in Beyond Light to useful guides for exotic weapons and also builds too. If you want to level up your Guardian and get hold of all the best weapons, armor, and mods the game has to offer, then search This Week in Video Games on YouTube and subscribe for daily Destiny updates. If you want your gaming content with a British twist, then please search out This Week in Video Games on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for your support, everybody. And thank you to the support of IM8Bit. They want you to know that at their store right now, they have every vinyl soundtrack possibility for the Persona 5 soundtrack and Persona <laughs> 5 Royal. Please check it out. Believe it or not, it looks awesome. If you're going to have like a vinyl soundtrack, I can't think of a better one than the Persona 5 soundtrack and the Persona yeah, 5 Royal I'm, soundtrack. I'm looking this up right now. It looks awesome. The Royal soundtrack comes with a mystery color disc, interactive die-cut window jacket, luxurious gold foil inner sleeves, and has music, obviously, by the Atlas sound team. And if you order it before December 31st, 2020, you get a free Hymn of the Soul 7-inch. Very cool. And you can use the promo code MINMAXIMUS for 10% off everything in I Am 8-Bit store under $100. Show them some love because they've been very generous with us and with the MINMAX community by giving out a ton of great prizes. Including this week, we're going to play some more back-of-the-box trivia. I'm sorry, game case trivia. And the winner in the Backstage Pass watching us live is going to win from I Am 8-Bit store the Last Guardian soundtrack on vinyl. Another fantastic soundtrack. Okay, so we have people watching us live. You can watch us record all of our content live if you're at that $10 tier on Patreon. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody watching us live. Thank you for being here. Are you ready for some game case trivia? The winner receives I'm 8-Bits, Last Guardian soundtrack on vinyl. So I'm going to be describing a video game based on the back of the box. You buzz in by lobbing your guess, and the winner will get this amazing soundtrack. Okay, here we go. Goes a little something like this. Floor it, or get out of the way. Blank and many other characters from the blank world star in this high-speed racing game filled with magical spells, special abilities, and challenging courses. Testing out speedy new vehicles, blank and blank set out to collect pieces of the legendary blue crystal, which they can only gather by winning hair-raising races against their blank friends. Lot of guesses, all incorrect so far. Diddy Kong Racing, Sonic Team Racing, Jack X, Garfield Kart, Sonic Racing, all incorrect so far. Control eight yeah, unique one, vehicles. One of my guesses was in that batch. Control eight unique vehicles and select from magical abilities like Dash or Barrier. Use offensive magic, very offensive magic, such mm. as fireballs and thunder to stop opponents. The canceled Austin Powers kart racer. 
<laughs> race head-to-head in verses and relay modes, a total of five different modes. Unlock hidden characters and tracks. Customize a character in edit parameters mode. <laughs> edit parameters <laughs> mode after completing story mode. Oh, I bet it's it's Mario Kart indoor circuit racing. So the close. But the actual winner is Mike Masiazek, who guesses Chocobo Racing on oh, PlayStation oh, 1. Nice. Excellent, Incredible. excellent guess. Mike, congratulations. Send me a message on Discord, and uh, we will ship out that Last Guardian vinyl soundtrack. Congratulations. Do you all ever play that game? It's it's underrated. It is very cool. You like level up the different spells as you go around. It's like you know, one of those early weird offshoots of the Final Fantasy franchise that's surprisingly good. Um, okay, let's see. We got one more. The winner of this round of Game Case Trivia is going to get a code for Oppa Switch on Xbox. Are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Oh, is this going to be tricky? This one's going to be too hard. That seems not fun. Hang on, let me find the best one. Um... Oh, the best one. Oh, you want the best one? Yeah, please. Okay, here it is. Blank. The name of the game. Oh, I got them. In a dark time, an epic adventure dawns. Evil is slowly covering the world. Forces of darkness are pursuing the lost art of alchemy. And as they draw ever closer to their foul purpose, mankind hangs in the balance. You and your companions are the last hope, armed with noble weapons, magical synergy, and a host of elemental creatures. You must find a way to stem the evil tide. Is that PSY energy? Yes, it is, Leo. Well, good question. Yeah. No one's ever asked about spelling before, but very smart. An enormous RPG shines on the blank with incredible graphics an engrossing storyline and a huge world to explore you'll be playing long after the sun sets unbelievable magic gather the four types of elemental creatures fire water wind and earth and combine them in different ways for some of the most awe-inspiring magic spells ever seen Tim Laro guesses Golden Sun. Congratulations, Whoa. Tim Laro. Killing it. Whoa. Well done, man. Well nice. done. Yeah. Everyone's I played that in it. the last year. I should I was guessing other I was guessing Galarians. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, weird. Yeah, I was debating whether or not to give it uh with, with just saying Game Boy Advance, but it's like, ah, I guess I'll keep it cryptic. But there's a lot of like sun stuff in here, like the sun setting, oh. and Orbis RPG shines, and Adventure Dawns. Yeah, that was the one that kind of tipped me off. They're pointing out Johnny Spade actually guessed it first. Oh, Johnny Spade. I'm sorry I missed that. Congratulations, Johnny Spade. Uh, send me a message on Discord and uh, we'll ship out a game code for Oppa Switch. Thanks to Rich McLaughlin for giving those away. That's very sweet. Thanks for uh, playing trivia with us, everybody. We appreciate it. All right. Ready to get back into this sucker? Yeah. We're yeah. not done? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. Just hit the, just hit the random I think button. we got it. I think we got it. <laughs> I think this Shut it down. Shut it down. Well, here we have it. I mean, these are technically the two tens, but some rascal got them all out of order. <laughs> Can you put them back correctly? All right. So I guess are we do we take that break because we're done with the second ten. I think so. 
I think we have the 20, right? We, the, the two yeah. 10s, we just have to rank them at this point, right? Yeah. So. yeah. I, I have a thought about the second 10 that I... Oh, Liam. <laughs> All right, yeah. I feel like we need to have this conversation, Please. at least. Uh, some like Crash 4 or Immortals. I understand they weren't podcast games for everybody, but for some of us, they were. Yeah. I love a good podcast game. Right. Big part of my gaming library. Big part of the genres of games I like. Mm-hmm. But if we're thinking of the 20 best games of the year, mm-hmm. can we not find 20 that we didn't want to do something else while playing? I just think it fits that type of game. You know, if there's not a lot of story happening, I mean, I listened to a podcast the entire time I was playing Animal Crossing New Horizons just because I was listening to a podcast to to that game doesn't drag it down. And yeah, I absolutely love Crash Bandicoot 4. It's not in that camp of, oh, I guess it was something to do while I listened to podcasts. It was above and beyond that to me. I think it's a really great platformer. Yeah. I mean, I, I do use it as like a positive thing, but like I would be happy with Immortal. I don't, I don't have to put on a podcast to play that game. I, I find the sort of the world interesting. I, I love, I mean, I just love leaping from a high height and pulling out my wings and flying around mm-hmm. and like finding some horses and stuff like that. Like, like, like podcast game is just another sort of tick in the positive thing, you know, the list of boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So sure. I think that's, I think you raise a fair point. But, and if we're, if we're going back to Helltown, Population Leo Vader, I don't think we put these puppies next to each other. Where does your Fusers, your Fuser versus Watchdogs Legion love lay <laughs> that sentence? My love for Fusers higher. That's not on the list. Should we I didn't notice Watch Dogs Legion was still on the list. I said we could remove it. Yeah, I know. That's the funniest thing was when Leo was like, oh, yeah, actually, Watch Dogs Legion cannot be on the list. And then we got sidetracked. Because I still think, I think he's being modest. I think, but his, mm-hmm. I was trying to just oh, engage you the were sympathetic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather see things really like Watch Dogs Legion if that's an option for me that I, I can make that switch. Then, yeah. I it's mean, not. It's not because I really like Watch Dogs Legion too. Oh. And I have no love yeah, for Fuser. We, we completely forgot that like, Leo is not the only person who liked that game. Right? <laughs> yeah. I liked Fuser. So well, you got to fight about it. So what do you think about you that, guys, you guys, You guys chucked Fuser so early in this conversation. <laughs> because Leo's a humble, nice man. He's willing to make sacrifices for the team. Well, can we just replay the argument that he made when he sacrificed it last? We know that he spoke with the sacrifice. Was it was in the top ten originally, and I said, "Yeah, yeah that's a coincidence." And then we moved it out. Okay, I mean, Leo, would you like to fight Jeffum for the honor of having Fuser in there above Watchdogs Legion? No, just get rid of Paper Mario if you're going to start <laughs> messing with. <laughs> Can we live with this as the two tens? Is everybody happy I enough? I love it. That's my favorite yeah. list. I yeah, love it too. There are good games on there. Leo? <laughs> it seems weird that why <laughs> the events of this year that I don't know, we're convincing me to leave Watch Dogs Legion on the list. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty telling. But if Jeffum's But Jeffum likes it. Jeffum's a fan. Clutching don't, don't it. I am. Okay. So okay. Fusers replacing Immortals then. Just like that. We're all in agreement on that? Yeah, Paper that. Mario. Out the door. <laughs> God damn. Okay. I think this is it. I think this is looking pretty good. This feels right so far. 
Alright, now let's just start looking at maybe ordering the bottom ten. And if we... Leo, you seem so enraged. What's your... What was that face? Oh, I just noticed Valhalla was also still on here. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffum is... You know what? Jeffum is really good at clinging on to his babies. Yeah. No, yeah. look. I made a great case for Valhalla when I had me and then three other people who said they liked it more than Paper Mario. That is true. That is certainly true. So I feel, I feel good about where that one is. Yeah. And Lou, you only didn't like it because you don't like Vikings, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what kind of argument against That's that is... An invalid thing, though, if we're measuring the how much we like a thing, like, we can... Yeah, just well, then measure the other reason. four people who liked it because they played it and they don't have some weird thing against Vikings. <laughs> They're bad people. <laughs> well, of course, they were rather fun. Well, spoiler that we can all agree on. Cool. I all new thing, and we have so many good because they were five years doing a dedicated thing that we all knew, and they put a ton of money into it, and it was completely unchallenging to the industry. And Fuser is something I didn't think games could possibly do, but it already did with Drop Mix. Sounds convincing to me. Which not which at the level, like but the that's more. iteration. You know, the same degree here. A big, much bigger degree. Okay, but I it's still say. the same ballpark of iterating on an idea it from is before. A, it is a thing that is a sequel to a thing, yes. Game and match, my son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So I think... Yeah? I think something that we need to think about is just because a game had a big budget doesn't mean that it should be on this list, right? Is that Valhalla? Like... I, mean, I don't think anyone's I, that is certainly not the argument I'm making for it. Like, yeah, I no, really like yeah, it. I and guess, three, I of, guess. three of the other you guys who played it were enjoying what you played of it. Yeah, yeah, I, that I, was I, me. That was me who said that. I was one of those people. None of those people felt compelled to finish it, considering that they had enough time to do it. Sure, three of them liked it more than Paper Mario. And would rather and have been, oh taken off Hang on. Hey, if there was one person who had finished Valhalla, maybe this would be a different oh, argument. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> We're tearing each other down again. For for what? For what, I, I ask of thee? I think just for, for Fuser, right? For Fuser? Which, Leo, I mean, are you dying that Fuser isn't on this list? You haven't brought it up till right now, really. He was willing to sacrifice Legion, so I think he probably is leaning that way, right? Let the man yeah. speak! Okay. I don't know. Yeah, Leo, yeah. how you feeling? I wanted to drop Legion for it. I still would like to. It feels wrong to me that... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, want, I want Fuser on this list more than anything else on the bottom 10, for sure. What up now, Leo? <laughs> You're killing us! It's, it's honestly, I think it's Hans's fault. He's the one who, point, who, who saw yeah, that. And yeah. said, like, You're being too empathetic. Too empathetic. Yeah. I'm just being I mean, more that, thorough. There's, there's the old passion ranking of Jeffum's Watchdog's passion versus Leo's Fuser passion. You know, Fuser seems a little higher to me. Yeah, but Leo also loves Watchdog's Legion. That, I'm not. I don't care about that element. Of the <laughs> uh, <I see. laughs> For the one v one purposes. Um, there's no. There's no second Fuser person though, right? I like Fuser, but not as much as Drop Mix. Correct. Well, I think the, the relevant question is, do you like it more than Valhalla? No, I like Valhalla more than Fuser. 
I'm sorry, Leo. Um, <coughs> yeah. I, I just, who cares? Who cares shouting out Assassin's Creed Valhalla? They don't need that. Yeah, they don't need it, but if we're judging our enthusiasm for these games, it gets My messy. enthusiasm for Fiesta is higher than any of yours for Valhalla. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and I, I will say, like, I, I had the chance to play Valhalla. I just didn't because I wasn't interested. Like, like I, it is, like, one of the games that I, is on my backlog, but it is not super far up there in terms of my own personal. Well, uh, of us had the chance to play Fuser and we didn't. Uh, Jeff, um, Valhalla, not... Look, I'm not pulling the trigger. I'm just pointing a gun at these two. <laughs> you, you figure out which one you're going to jump in front of. Immortals or Valhalla? Why are you bringing up Immortals? I'm just, I just think it's the weakest of this batch. You're, you're picking... Yeah, to I, you, but you're picking ones uh, that multiple people liked versus we got one person. Yeah. For this I and know, for I, Paper yeah. Mario. I'm sorry, but that's another one-person one. Paper Mario has become a punchline, but it's like... I mean, I, I know that Sarah other loves people, it, but like, I was Other I was people really had criticisms for it. it. I yeah. just think it's weird that we're, like, we're fighting for a game that no, none of us have finished. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When we had plenty of time to do it, and that um, all of you were sidetracked for whatever reasons for individual things of like, I could put this down and pick something back up. I get that you guys all like it, but it just seems like you're all you all just want it there because like that, that was a game I'm that sorry. I happened to choose yeah. that time and we I liked it. But I'm too. I'm sorry, it's like a fifty hour game that's that I've put twenty fun hours into, and there's still so many other games that are like. I, I can't imagine a world where I go back to Valhalla and it's like, oh, actually, this sucks. And that invalidates the 20 hours of fun that I had with it so far. There's also a world where you get back into it and you like realize, like, okay, the things that were I really like the 25 don't stretch out into 60 or 70. Because I think that's so, like that's a thing. How, that ma- how many, so many hours of fun do I have to have until a game qualifies for the list? Well, shit, like you can have any number, of, but I just think it's weird that like, I think it's, it does, does say something that none of, that none of you felt compelled to stick with a game. Will like, say yeah. the story from Valhalla like did not pull me in like at all. Like, yeah. I don't want to be too harsh. No, it's but, the world. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I, I thought you it also said you'd rather have Paper Mario off the list than Valhalla. Yeah. But I don't feel passionately about Valhalla. I... Like, I just thought it was a decent game, right? I think that's part of the problem is, like, we have, like, a lot, a decent amount of people who feel pretty neutrally about, you know, Phoenix Rising, Valhalla. I know, but but we're to the point where it's, like, people have criticisms about Paper Mario, and they don't like it. And What they are they? What are they? What are... Besides, like... Um... I mean, for me, it was, I just didn't really feel like, uh, compelled to move forward. And it's not, I'm not a Paper Mario purist. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, I need, I, it's not Paper Mario if it doesn't have an RPG. I just felt the puzzles were just like, oh, I can do them or I can't do them. And it doesn't matter either way. And I don't find them engaging enough to do on their own. And now they're just hurdles to get into the way of the story, which is like, also a series of smaller on individual lines of dialogue, but not in a broader sense, you know? Like, that's, the only thing I really like about the game is the humor, ultimately. I, I don't know. And I just like where I haven't finished. I know we keep it's apples and oranges, of course, but like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm pretty confident I will go back to. I've deleted Paper Mario off my switch. Like, I'm good. I'm done. You know, like I gave it a really big shot and it just did not do anything for me personally. So we're trying to feel out 
Leo's level of enthusiasm for Fuser versus Surreal's for Pippa Mario. Is that where we're at for like the the I'm lone champions here? I feel like Fuser could knock either of those off personally. I Jeff, I'm, would you let Watch Dogs Legion go for Fuser to be on him for us to all be done with this? No. <laughs> and then you'd have Valhalla on. Oh, may That's may I gave up already? May I venture on this path? I feel like uh, Kyle the Caver Hilliard there. I mean. I think we were just about ready to let Astro's Playroom go before. <gasps> if we put Fuser <laughs> oh, yes. over Astro's Playroom, Kyle, how do you feel about that? Uh, let's see. So I played it and loved it. Sorrel, you played it. You were ho-hum, right? I liked it. I, I'm not yeah. going to fight for it. And I liked it a lot, but, but I definitely like Rescue Mission more. And Leo, it didn't really do much for you either, right? No, yeah, I didn't play very much of it, though. And Anna and Jeffem, you guys haven't touched it at all, right? Okay. Uh, well, I, here's here's where I'll go. <laughs> I love Astro's Playroom, but I think I do genuinely think that Leo loves Fuser more. Yes, than I love Astro's Playroom. Yeah, I I'm in that camp too. Okay. Thank uh, you. So, so Leo, if you're Leo, lying, my PayPal email address is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do it publicly, so in case anyone else wants to send you money. Also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Astro's Playroom is off. Fuser is on. Cool. Congratulations, Leo. And I'm sorry I didn't bring it up earlier. I truly didn't think <sighs> it had a chance until we have been talking through all of these, and it's like I love Fuser more than some of these. Yeah. <laughs> Got love for him. I, I think. It's Jeffem's turn to say something nice about Leo. I love Leo. I've been fighting for one of Leo's biggest games this year for like the past hour. Well, biggest <laughs> no, game before I'm, it honestly, came out. Honestly, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm sorry I snapped at you a little bit there, Leo, because it if it, it felt very like it felt very definitive the last fuser conversation that we had. But I'm glad you brought it up, and I feel like the list is genuinely better now that we got one of your ones that you're super passionate about on there There thank you jeff and now hansen let's let's uh what about you paper mario versus astro's playroom (laughs) i mean astro's playroom by a mile but (laughs) kyle we we have to move on we have to move on oh we have to move on for me but not for (laughs) you pathless and immortals on here kyle that is true. Yeah, I, I would more likely be. Yeah, I would be more pushing against the pathless and Astro's playroom. But ooh, okay, ooh. Kyle, judo flip to you. Immortals or Astro's playroom? Um, yeah, that's not up for debate. I, I think you were going to say pathless <laughs> or Astro's. Pathless. No, pathless is pathless is Kyle's fuser. I mean, I, I okay. pathless yeah. is unassailable yes, is. in my okay. mind. Pathless is my fuser, yes. Yes. Which makes sense. <laughs> okay. Pull that out as a tweet, as like a, an individual quote. It'll make sense. Oh my God. Very confusing back of the box quote. Yeah. Talk about confuser. <laughs> um, and we should just stop and lock this in. Yeah, look, honest honest to God, like yeah. the thing for me is Leo and Serial's pessimism about Astro's Playroom, how they were just like, it's fine. That's enough for me to leave it off the list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if there yeah. was, if you got, you guys played it and it didn't click with you, you know, enough said. So you're wrong. But not, okay. Okay. not to argue against myself, but it's yeah. definitely just not, not my type of game. I'm not a player. Yeah. 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 So I would just mean that that is, you know, not too much shade towards Astro. Okay. This uh, upper 10, personally, 
I mean, we've debate we've been debating a lot of things in the lower ten. I feel like at least what's in these two separate boxes is looking pretty good. Does anybody have a strong feeling about something moving up versus something moving down between the two big chunks here? I mean, I I would I would move Pathless up and move Ori down personally. Yeah, I was about Ooh. to say I I would be okay with dropping Ori down because like I like that game a lot is exactly the perfect kind of game that I like to play, but it seems yeah. like it I've I've played better versions of of it, so to speak, in other games, like better Metroidvanias, better yeah. combat, better platforming. It it gets a lot of points on how pretty it is, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Game design. But uh, even like it's a, more it's a, beautiful oh just that even i don't know like maybe i'm comparing it too much to hollow knight um but like and hollow knight does all of those things perfectly in my opinion um like i just yeah i'm okay i think it i think it's fair i I think i I think it lives in the shadow of the original game okay Mm. um Um, both amazing games fantastic games belongs on the 210s but mm -mm. a little lower can i can i do a little poking hansen yeah what about the the pathless versus if found? Because that sounds like one that people mm. sure like multiple people were oh so really moving up. On. You mean in in place of the pathless up top there? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's more just genuinely. I don't. I don't know how the fans of if found felt, but it seemed like I feel like it's. Were. I feel like it's great in the lower ten personally. I don't know if Sir or Leo feel strongly another way. I would take if found over the pathless, but yeah, I, I don't know that I fight super. Like it feels like uh, Kyle likes the pathless more than maybe any of us like if found. I think that's the case. Yeah, okay. yeah. But, but maybe we have multiple people who like if found is maybe the other only other argument that I would offer. Yeah, yeah. I have I you feel... played both. Uh, what? Hanson, have you played both If Found and The Pathless? Uh, I've started The Pathless, but I mean, an hour in, I don't really feel. That said, I did stop there. But um, yeah, the one that sticks out to me on this list is Spirit Fair in the upper 10. I like Spirit Fair, but n- too low. No, 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 just in, in terms of overall buckets. Mm. Of maybe that moving was the that other down. one that I. I played this weekend. Yeah. Um and you know it's very recent but I was I was pretty hot on that one. Mm-hmm. I can see why everyone was enjoying that one so much. So I like that one high up there. Is high is there, there one okay. from the are we are we doing the thing again where is there one from the yeah, bottom bucket right. that you're we right. feel like should move up? You're right. I think we are doing that. Let's look at this bottom bucket. <laughs> the lower 10. Mm. I really feel t- like these are good yeah yeah i, I, I agree I'm happy I, do, with that. Yeah. I, I mean, disagree I no I, I think i, I think you're my right. swap but i i do like it as it is right, well, i would is... have i would fight you for a long time on spirit fair dropping down for sure oh um okay that's good to know um well let's uh this is the easy part let's organize <laughs> the lower 10 yeah I could get used to this. I could get used to <laughs> this. all right I, here i know that i've been contentious about it but look i i insist paper mario has to be the bottom 10 what a gentleman um personally if we're going from the bottom up in this 10 i feel like valhalla is a great bottom of the two tens i would agree with that but i also know that like 
you guys all like seem to be fairly hot on Valhalla, so I'm I'm fine yeah, with keeping it, Paper Mario at the, at the bottom. I feel like Paper Mario is a nice flat piece. It just sits on the bottom comfortably. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. You're right. Don't you're right. Don't you're right. Patronize. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, Leo's leaving. That's how I'm saying. Um, I okay. So right now, from the for the lower ten, it's going down the list. It's Fuser, Ori, Watch Dogs Legion, Gears Tactics, Crash Bandicoot Four, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, If Found, Persona Five Royal. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Paper Mario, The Origami King. Um, I feel... <laughs> this, this is the fun part where it's me just saying, I feel this way, and then seeing if who squeals the loudest. No! Um, um, is Watch Dogs Legion and Immortals moving down this list? I think Watch Dogs Legion could go above Assassin's Creed, below Persona 5. Okay. That seems great. I, I get the sense that I'm speaking as someone who did not play it, but I feel like If Found could go up a couple slots. Yeah, right? I agree. Oh, yeah. Okay, go Just up. from hearing everyone mm-hmm. talk about it. Okay. Um, uh, what, where, where is the passion level for Ori? Who's the biggest Ori champion? I assumed there was one. I assumed yeah, too, but like, what if Ori gets the emperor has no clothes here? Hey. I I was kind of the cha- I'm like the I I feel like I was the champion. I think I was the one that elected it to be on the list. I like it where it is. Like I didn't the top ten seemed high to me. Yeah, but high in yeah. the the lower ten feels right because it's such it's such a beautiful game that plays so well and has a compelling story and like yeah. You know, it's one of those games that was like when I started because I you know I think a lot of us play multiple games at the same time. Ori was one that I locked into. I was like, well, I'm not playing anything else until I finish this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, I agree. so that's where I'm at with Ori. Okay. Even though I dinged it a little bit, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. I haven't finished it, but like I'll go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm almost I think it's in the perfect position almost. Ooh. Yeah. Leo, mm-hmm. what do you think about Fuser and where it's at right now? It's right now it's at the top of the stack. Oh, I love it. Uh-huh. I think if found could go above Fuser based on group opinion. That's sort of how I felt. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, that feels high for if found for me. I feel like that's appropriate. Well, I don't know. I feel like no one has a bad thing to say about if found. But yeah, that's do you like do you you like Fuser over if found? Is sort personally? Of yeah. No, I like if found more. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are are you as passionate about it as Leo? The fuser kind of feels like it's in the same camp as the pathless, yeah. where it's like, well, one person this is their heel that they were willing to die on. Mm-hmm. Versus if and found, so like yeah. yeah, the very top of the or the very bottom of the top list versus the very top of the bottom list kind of feels equivocal there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know, how passionate the other if found people are about it. What do you want from us, Jeff? I'm just saying stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, yeah, it's, it's in that north of like territory for me. Um, And so, yeah, the question is how, how red hot does Leo's fuser passion burn? And does that one rocket ship to the moon take it above a lot of positive feelings towards if found i don't think it has to 
Okay. Speaking as the Fuser guy. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Mr. Fuser, we call him. Anna, you're telling me you can live with Persona 5 Royal being under Immortals Phoenix Rising. Well, I, have I feel like you have a low-key hate on for Phoenix. <laughs> I like Phoenix Rising. Uh, I just feel like it's a little... Yeah, okay, never mind. You get the idea. I feel, I feel bad because, I like, I, I, I imagine Persona 5 Royal as definitely, like, you know, a, to be honest, a 7 or an 8 on the bottom 10. Like, that's... Oh. But, 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 but then I look at what's above it, and <laughs> I, I think that it's probably a better game, but... You know, like, again, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like I don't want to push my, my love of Persona 5 Royal onto everyone. <laughs> everyone. No, else. I do. Yeah. I love Immortals. Persona is not my genre. I, I just don't really like yeah. turn-based RPGs. But like, I, I don't know. I, I think it can go above Immortals. I think it can go above Crash, honestly. Like, just based on people's love for it. Based on the person I'm married to's love for it. Wait, <laughs> yeah, we're taking that into account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we should take yes, that into it's account. Really but important. Like, she's, listen, like, she's gonna listen to this. <laughs> yeah, well, she probably won't. But um, I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say. But I mean, like, I, I, but I just, but I mean that in the sense of like, I, 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 I was close to it this year, even though I wasn't mm-hmm. actively playing it. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a factor or not. But like, people this, love that. I hate game. and it's like, it's, yeah, Kyle, it's Kyle, the best Kyle, version of the best RPG. Kyle, you, you know? saying the internet it's loved it and you watch somebody stuff. really enjoy it is not helping it on this list, right? If we're just measuring our own, that's love, true. You're, you know, you're totally I, right. I feel like between right. Kyle and I, you have one person who played that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like I, I played, <laughs> I've finished Persona Five. And I liked it, and you know, I, yeah. I have no reason to believe that anything about Royal makes it the game worse. Mm-hmm. But I haven't touched any of the Royal stuff, which is kind of like it, the grading on this one. I think is heavily in, in favor of the new stuff, right? So I, yeah. but I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what's hard is I can't like sit. I haven't played Persona Five, and so I can't <laughs> sit here and say, "Here's how it improved Persona 5. I know that like it significantly you know changed the story added new characters like it fixed a lot of sort of pacing issues with persona 5 but i can't like speak to the improvements on it and that's why i hesitate to like really push it up higher on the list because like it is in this gray space of uh you know improvement on an on an old game and um so like i personally don't know like how much i should advocate for it i yeah i think that idea of you know, I don't know exactly what's new versus what's old. I'm probably going against some argument I had earlier about Among Us, but I kind of feel like, hey, it's a game that was released this year that you picked up this year and you're loving. Like, it's almost regard, you know, yeah, irrelevant yeah. to me, like what's new and what's old. It's just the experience yeah. for you this year. Yeah, like, well, and for me, like, this was the game that I played and talked to, like, annoyed everyone in my family <laughs> about, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like telling them you know about the story like what interested me like my favorite characters like it is such a full world and it is such a a delight to explore during the pandemic um its mechanics like fold really nicely into sort of giving structure to life and so i think that um i don't know based on what i like yeah you know i don't know how much people like crash um, it seems like Leo really likes gear tactics, gears yeah. tactics. So that seems like it could be a good spot. I annoyed my grandma talking about Tana Banakut this year too. So <laughs> like we're all, we're all in the same boat, but you were saying you were dating her. I was. Yeah. Repeatedly. Um, her memory's right. not great, but 
<laughs> um, um, I, I would, from your love of it, I wouldn't mind it above Ori even. Or Persona Gears, 5? Slotting in Persona 5. <laughs> Anna, are we... Crazy. Dark Knight, I mean... Uh, Anna, are you, are you fighting for Persona 5 or are people just elevating it on your behalf? I mean, do you want it um, higher? That's, like what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to sort out. That's what I'm trying to sort out. Because it is this thing is like, I feel like I the way like I approach games recommendations and the way I approach, you know, like games crit, like I try to sort of separate myself from like, Okay, like, I'm trying to think about the game is long and the game is hard to get into. And yeah. I had to keep a notebook with me and, you know, like, write down all these notes and take notes. And I had to look stuff up online. And so, yeah. like, you know, like the classroom quiz test answers. And so, like, for me at the time, I felt that that was fine because, like, it helped me dive into, like, this much more, like, much larger, much more built out world, you know. Um, but I guess my one hesitancy is just... My my biggest critique of it is that it is like too big and it's too confusing and it's too overwhelming, um, hmm. and that's why I'm a little concerned, I guess, because like some of it, when you're adding so many features, it's like okay, I have to pay attention to the weather. It impacts the mood of the people, which impacts the dungeon, and I can only go to the dungeon at these times. Like it, it's yeah. apparently fixing problems with the old persona, but it just adds a layer of complexity that. I it hesitates to like for I hesitate to like really put it up there because of yeah so but the story's incredible so is it at a good yeah, spot just, I I mean I I feel like part of this conversation has been like you know critiques of of what may maybe make the game not as good but in terms of the passion argument like mm -hmm. do those do the criticisms that you have of the game have they affected how much you've loved the game or are you just acknowledging you know that the game is not perfect yeah i just wonder if we're doing <laughs> the thing that we keep doing where we're interrogating this when maybe we don't need to like it sounds like it might be at a good spot yeah is everyone yeah. how's everyone feeling about the bottom 10 right now I kind of like it. Should Immortals Fine with be it. above Crash? Should Immortals be above Crash? Yeah. I'd do that. I would put it there. Personally, I would yeah. also put it there. Ooh. Okay, here's an idea. Here's Swing an idea. Here's an idea. Immortals, Persona 5, Crash. What is this anti-crash <laughs> agenda? I didn't sign up for this. I, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I, but the thing that I meant to like that I wanted to say was that I think I like Crash more than Immortals. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Hang on, sorry. I'm going to turn your mic right. before you yeah. have the phone. Right. Sorry, I, 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 I think I confused the question. Love it. Okay, so we're all saying that the list is good right now. Yeah, that's all I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, I also yeah. think this is like the list that we're, uh, we're all kind of like less passionate about it. <laughs> the free so, list. Yeah. So I think that everyone's because like, that's ah, not worth fighting for. Yeah. Those, those are all games that we're just happy we got on the list. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's why I'm, I'm not going to sit here and like shout from a pulpit as to why Persona 5 Royal should be up three more spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm leaving you behind list. We're driving into the to the final arena. Bye list. What are all these good games up here? We have to argue about these? Good God in heaven.
All right, right now, from the top down, the upper 10 is Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Half-Life Alex, The Last of Us Part 2, Finals Finals Fantasies 7 Remakes, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Kentucky Route Zero, Spirit Fairer, The Pathless, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Let's... Hey, can I... Can I just nominate that the pathless be number ten? I'm just kind of thinking that. <laughs> oh my, just based yeah. on it, it's one person who's red okay. hot on it. Okay. Yeah. You know, where like uh, Fuser kind of fell down into the bottom half of those lists. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you hate how that feel Kyle? about seven remake. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> If we're going to talk about one person being red hot. No, wait. Oh. Can I talk Can I talk about what I did this weekend? <laughs> yes, you Kyle, know. I believe it's you have stepped into a trap. <laughs> 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 End him, Anna. Um, so I, I go to uh, my PlayStation and I tell myself, okay, I should get a solid, you know, like maybe try and get like another some more time in Valhalla, some more time in, um, in, uh, Watch Dogs Legions just to get a better idea of them. And, um, I load up, <laughs> I, I load up my PlayStation and I realize that actually I haven't spent a lot of time with Final Fantasy VII Remake and, um, played it for 20 hours yes! on the weekend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and but- I literally stayed up all night because I had a I had a deadline this morning. I stayed up I because I spent all day playing Final Fantasy, I had to stay up all night writing an article and I'm oh, going no. to go play Final Fantasy after this. But okay. I would like to be on the record that I am going to step up for that game. Like no well, two questions. Cards. Yeah. Did you play the original? No. And did you finish no. it? Why does why does it matter if I played that? I okay. I haven't uh, no, finished I, it. I haven't finished it, but I feel like I've spent enough time to understand the issues with the game, and yeah. I understand the issues with the game, but I still love it so much. Like it is so frustrating, but like it like has just it's like I love it. Yeah. yeah um, see, well, here's the thing though: is like I didn't find it frustrating. I don't yeah. find it like I like the mechanics. I just found the the ending soured me so much, and the further mm. I get away from it, the more it bugs me that they broke that game into multiple pieces. I think it actively yeah. hurts the narrative in a big way, especially for someone like me who doesn't have any nostalgia for the original. Yeah, I, I really like that game a lot, but it's just not. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not a red hot for me. It's like I was mm. really liking it, really liking it, and then I hit the end, and I really went down a cliffside and time away from it has only bugged me more about where yeah. it left me. I think har- yeah. harping too much on the ending I think is a mistake for critiquing this game. Whereas for, yeah, for me, Yeah. No, I think for this game it's like <laughs> I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it and the ending I liked it. But it was one of those like I need to chew on this for a while. And I think judging it so much on that ending would be totally fair if it was the Final Fantasy VII remake. But it feels like judging Infinity War because it's like that ending was quite a downer it's like you know that there's more but coming that's that's a bad argument for me because i love the ending of infinity war yeah. i think the ending of and it's just it's also that thing that we all kind of initially right before the game came out we were all kind of like hey why are they splitting this apart this seems bad and then when it came out mm-hmm. everyone kind of forgot about it and now i'm returning to that argument is that it feels 
exploitive to split that game into multiple pieces I, and i think it hurts the i game. strongly disagree there's so much like it feels like a cohesive game now and there's knowing final fantasy 7 well if they would have tried to squeeze it all into one it's insane that it is absolutely too big of a game for them to develop yeah i'm gonna quote i'm gonna offer a nice jeff cork quote here yeah not my problem like they should have made the more cohesive interesting full game they've done it once before yeah, but with that fidelity, you couldn't possibly do that. It would be a bizarre, rushed problem. experience. That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, wait. I actually do have a counterpoint to this, though. It's like, I don't know how it ends. I just know the story that I've experienced so far. Yeah. And, like, the honeybee in scene <laughs> is genuinely, like, sent me flying off the face of the planet. <laughs> like, it is, like, I was screaming. <laughs> My neighbors were like, what is going on? Screaming. Um, like, as far as, like, if we're talking about passion, yeah. like, I freaking love the game, and I love those characters, and, um, like, I just, like, I, I again, don't, you know, know the deal with the ending, yeah. but I've really enjoyed the story up to this point, and... Uh, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and, and if, like, if I can... It belongs in the top ten, and, it, like, it's one of those things I feel like I have to, like, take a step... You know, and be like, it's good. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure it's clear that's known that like, I, there's elements of it that like really bummed me out ultimately. Despite I like, hear you. I think I think it. some of that though is frustrating to hear. Just as a huge fan of the game and the and the original, just because not having the context for why that ending is so interesting, I feel like you're missing out on some things. And yeah, I'm not fully defending that ending. I totally agree. It's like it is more of just here's a big thing to think about more than delivering emotions for that final chunk which is a choice they made i think it's totally fair to knock them for it but i feel like at the same time it feels a little bit like that well i didn't play the other half-life games so the end of half-life alex like that was just confusing and it's like well well yeah obviously i I think with final fantasy 7 specifically though i think the reason one of the reasons i am disappointed by that ending is because up until then i was totally on board like i didn't feel Mm -hmm. like i needed to play the original final fantasy yeah and then Mm -hmm. Uh, the ending felt like here's a bunch of stuff only for those fans. If you're not if you're not on board already and have like have played that game, that ending I don't think is going to do a lot for you. But I don't think mm. it's a weird thing where it's not even yes, Jeff noted, but it's not even for like just the original fans. It's like, hey, original fans, here's some insane things for you to think about. You know, it's not a matter yeah. of like even more fan service for those original fans that where, like whereas, the rest whereas of the game. I as like a first time person I, I don't know what any of the stuff they were like all the threads that they were kind of alluding to. I don't yeah. know what what I was supposed to make of any of that. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was tough to string together in my end for sure. I, I think that ending is certainly flawed. But yes, Jeff. I'm, yeah, uh, I didn't play the original, and I beat the whole game, and I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty red hot on it. I wouldn't say I'm white hot on it, but it's still <laughs> up there, and I'm, I'm still confused as to what the hell everyone's problem with the ending was. Well, like no- this is another issue where, like, we, I would have to talk very specifically about things and how, like, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff they do at the, a lot of the very specific scenes at the end feel like they're like, ah, oh, and what about this thing? And I'm just like, I don't know what you're, like, what, what about that thing? I don't know what you're talking about because I, yeah. because I haven't played the original. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know what they were talking about either. But it, it's not, it did not ruin my experience, and it did not ruin the climax of that game for me. Yeah, it's just like uh, there's some mysteries. It's a to be continued kind of thing. I still feel like my, I think I put like 70 hours beating that game and it, the entire experience was fun, including, and I thought it was a good climax and final fight 
to that to that game. Yeah, so, and I think it is amazing that you know, not the biggest Final Fantasy fans in this room played through and finished the game. Obviously, the deepest dive helped for a lot of that, but the fact that it's bringing in a new audience is such an incredible achievement for a remake of Final Fantasy VII. I think that battle system is arguably the greatest battle system the Final Fantasy team has ever put together. I think it's I mean, just... Kyle, was it that... Was Is it the f***ing cat that has you, like, so confused? <laughs> is, because, like... No. That that's the kind of thing like, that I see, and it's like I don't know what the hell that is, but it's you know like it's Final Fantasy. There's a ton of weird stuff in that game that that just isn't like I'm not going to lose sleep because I don't that's, understand yeah. everything. That's totally that's totally fine. The cat is fun, honestly. Like I think I listed it as the dumbest thing. That's a fun tease, but the thing is, is like there was no emotional payoff for anything for me in the end. Like like the sort of main confrontation at the end of the game, I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. You know, like there were that happened like twice in a row at the end of that game. I just think so. it's so bizarre to hold that against when it's if they said this is just the game. I think that's totally the fair. The box but the, does say Final Fantasy VII remake. That is true. I mean, yes, I, that is a confusing thing. To be fair, the back of the box does make it clear that this is the first part of this journey. <laughs> you know, I think the marketing thing is one angle and how it's actually labeled there. But the understanding, you know, this is an episodic game. They've said that for years and years and years and years. And so judging it so hard because it is an episodic game now seems so bizarre. It's just, it led to uh, a sort of bland ending to me. And I just, I also just generally speaking, I don't like the argument of being like, how are they supposed to do it at that fidelity? It's like, they need to make a fully compelling experience. I mean, if, if Rockstar can deliver something with that kind of, you know, uh, a level of sort of production value throughout the course of such a large experience. Like, I don't, it's just something like, I don't, I don't think they get a pass for being like, well, they made the graphics really good. So of course they can only, they have to make it shorter. It's like, no, I, I just want the full thing. But isn't it, you're talking story, about you know? not just a, the doing the full fantasy, fantasy seven story, but just like having it be cohesive in itself, even if it's not yeah. that story. Yeah. It, it, Cause like the, 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 to bring up the infinity war thing, I think infinity war as itself is a good movie. Like I've, yeah. I've watched the movie isolated several times and I like it. Whereas this, I feel like, okay, well, I guess I'll just ha- like, even though I like the direction that that ending takes the story, I think the, the, the way they do it, I think there's a version of that ending that I think actually manages to like, close the arc on that game specifically and and kind of say like and this is part of a larger story whereas i think their specific delivery of how they do that ending i think left a lot to be desired and it like yeah i had to play some of it recently to say like oh i actually really like this game i because the ending had left a really bad taste in my mouth yeah i i i cannot defend every aspect of that ending i totally understand that i do think as a rpg it's not like it's this lingering experience i do feel like okay they still give you the character arcs within that game you still get the journey of barrett you still get a journey of cloud you still understand a lot about Aerith. like there is enough there to chew on that it's not just the biggest tease of like setting up these characters and then just throwing them in a tornado of insanity and and i felt like the the bad guy was established enough like i still don't know his backstory is but i know he was the bad guy and he was a pain in the butt to fight in, but like in, in a very epic kind of showdowny way, I guess I, I totally agree Kyle that we shouldn't give it a pass. But for me, it was a compelling full arc with like a cutscene at the end that was like, Oh, what the hell is that? It's a, it's a tease and confusing epilogue almost on a game where you talk about the bad guy and it's like, okay, that is Shinra, the corporation. Do you feel like the journey of Midgar and the journey of Shinra is not complete at this point. I feel like that is the story of the game. 
even if it does get insane at the end. You, that is the story uh, of Midgar, self-contained. I, I, no, see, I don't know. Like, it's that, it's that second-to-last boss, too, that really rubs me the wrong way in that regard. It's like, well, wait, hold on, is this guy Shinra now? Like, what? Like, who's this guy? Is, is he coming That's back? what the future games are for, Kyle! Explaining uh, more! But, yeah, but I, at least, you have to lean into that set the table for this. Yeah, I know, we're, we're getting it. very nitpicky yeah. here. Maybe too nitpicky. But mm -hmm. I, I guess the only thing I wanted to get across is that just, it's like, it's not like I know Hanson you love that game I, I know you're probably going to fight for it for number one and I just wanted to make my argument for why yeah. like I don't think it's there for me no I um, like I like having this discussion about, about that game I do like the yeah. combat in particular fantastic music Absolutely. some of the best ever. music yes um, yeah there's so many things I, love. I went back and I was gonna be like I'm gonna play just the opening again on my new TV this weekend and ended up playing the first several chapters of it again and just was reminded how much I love that and just to have this conversation now like uh it's it's so personal to me that it's stuff it's tough to talk about but in terms of i don't think i've had a nostalgic media experience anywhere near as powerful as that remake was for me like it was peak enjoyment of a, something that i loved so passionately back in the day and so to like teleport myself 25 years or so into the past again to make me re-engage with this thing that I loved so much that made me fall in love with video games that sent me down this whole path and to make me re-engage with that game again in a way that was also challenging and thoughtful about how they're changing things why they're changing things had me second guessing where they're going the entire way it was one of my favorite video game experiences ever which is in a rare league up there with the original Final Fantasy VII. I cannot express enough how much this remake meant to me. It was just, I could not have had more emotions playing through that game. Like, <laughs> And I'm dead inside. And I was melting every scene. Like I went back and looked at my deepest dive notes for that game. And it's 57 pages of me taking notes on that freaking game. And I just- Covered in tears. Covered in tears. <laughs> yeah, the Google the, Docs. The, the, it was the weird. The file got wet. Yeah, but it's just every other line was, this is amazing. This is amazing. I can't believe they did it. For, you know, I, I love a lot of Square's games, but I have had zero faith that they understand Final Fantasy VII and what we like about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII since Final Fantasy VII released. It's just been a series of disappointments just the entire stretch of the way. And for this game to release this year and be nailed so perfectly... It's just like this Hail Mary out of the blue about like, you you do understand Final Fantasy VII? You understand the fans? This is incredible. Just to have a sense of humor again with that game, to have some levity, to have some fun. Like it, it's so dopey to be like, it made me feel like I was 11 again, but it has accomplished that task more than any piece of media I've ever experienced in my life. So, well, But it's above the pathless, I think we can uh, agree <laughs> at this point. But I think if found like, tops it. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's um, move that one up. No, yeah. yeah. No, undeniable passion there, for sure. I mean, I know how important that game was for you, Hanson. I just, just wanted to sort of nudge in my Yeah, no, that's that's a very fair it. nudge. Um, <laughs> and Serial helped push me. <laughs> it's nice to just, yeah, get, get the lay of the land for where we're all at on it, where you two liked it. Jeff, I'm really like above like okay, good. But it's just yeah, I I I would definitely put it over the path. I don't I don't know necessarily what like the conclusion of this argument is meant to be. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I, I think feel like just, we just decided to go for like, well, what do we think of Final Fantasy remake as a whole? But yeah, yeah I, I think it helps to know like where it's I think fitting 
Yeah, we're checking the temperature. Yeah. It sounds like one of a few possible number one contenders. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just made a good argument. Top half of the top half. I think that's accurate. Um, I can we just take a quick detour? Yeah. What's up? Animal Crossing New Horizons. We have not mentioned it yet. Where are we at with that? I loved it for a month. For a month, I was like, this is the best game ever. (laughs) Yeah. And then I haven't wanted to go back to it once. Yeah. Uh, It was several months for me, but it's just shocking that like I I got into doing dailies for that game. Like I was checking it every single morning and I'm not that type of gamer. You know, just the fact that that game can so clearly be a treadmill and it's like, I don't care. Because this treadmill is bliss and I love it. And the social experience that we talked about with Among Us is so powerful for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was also funny having not gotten into an Animal Crossing before. It was like, that was about to come out and I was like, hey, Animal Crossing, friends. It's So you really like hitting rocks, right? And hitting trees? That's like, you're enjoying that? <laughs> like, yep. And then I got the game and I was like, that is all right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cool. You like hitting <laughs> but rock. it didn't have the longevity. Yeah, I think um, I feel kind of bummed out because I actually like wanted to like it more than I did. Mm, like if I'm being completely honest, please, I enjoyed it a lot. Like definitely my top 10 list. Um, but like and maybe this is just me. Like I don't have a ton of fun like decorating and rearranging things. And some of the grinds for the recipes were like really real right i just think i don't i don't thrive in a gaming environment where i am pressured in a certain season to catch all the fish you know (laughs) so that's what i learned about myself um and as a result like i feel like that sort of tampered my excitement for it um even though i obviously like i enjoyed it a lot yeah overall jeff um did you check it out yeah i'm i I only started it like a month ago, so oh, I'm wow. still in that kind of going back and doing a, a little bit every day kind of kind of thing. So I'm I'm also enjoying it a lot, um, but you know I don't have the I haven't hit that cliff yet of am I going to keep on doing this forever? Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure I'm not, but but that I, that also I I think that one gets some points probably from all of us of just being like the happy, totally optimistic mm-hmm. game in the year of hell. Yeah. Know, also. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Oh no. Just that. Like Leo, you said I played it for a month and then put it down a month's like a good amount of time to play a game. And I <laughs> feel like I yeah. played it for like, I probably played it for like, I held on to it at least for, for two to three months, maybe like I wasn't playing as much as I was like the first two weeks or whatever. Um, like I wasn't min maxing it in the same way, but you know, I was checking in and playing for a while. So that's like, that's any indicator of, yeah, it's a, it's a a special case. I think I did play it for more than a month. Now that I'm thinking about it, obviously quarantine is a a time warp or whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there was a, there was a long period where it was like every morning before I got up for work, I would set my alarm for an hour earlier and just play an hour of animal crossing and just make a ton of progress on my town. And it's weird looking back at a game like that because on the last day I ever played it, it was like checking in on this has become a chore. Mm-hmm. I, I have to mm-hmm. acknowledge that and I have to like find something else to do. 
mm-hmm. and it's you know kind of leaves my mind in that space for yeah. yeah. how much fun I was having throughout like being yeah. excited to wake up and check and find like a letter from my friend with a specific piece of gear that I wanted or my one friend would always send me recipes like having those relationships in that game because we were all playing it at the same time it really was magical at the at the height of it mm-hmm. yeah how do you feel Leo about putting Spiritfarer below Animal Crossing New Horizons for me, I would still like Spirit Fair above it. Yeah, that's that's pretty close to a coin toss for me. Oh, Kyle, what are you thinking? Oh, Spirit Fair above. I kind yeah. of like where Animal Crossing is. Me, I like both of those where they are. I mean, you know, being realistic mm-hmm. about where Spirit Fair could get to, I think that's a safe spot for it. It's just yeah, for everybody listening, it's Spirit Fair, then Animal Crossing, then the Pathless for the bottom three. About uh. Kentucky Route Zero, like the people who love that game and how many people love that game. I adore it. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I agree. I finished it and it did not hit me, but I won't won't rob them of them (laughs) being that into it. You know, it's one of those things like this, clearly understand why this has an impact on the people it has an impact on. Um, But I went through the whole thing uh, like a numb robot from hell. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of overlap between the people who liked <clears throat> Kentucky Route Zero and Spirit Fair, and you guys would hmm. put Kentucky Route Zero above that. Is there I haven't played there? Spirit Fair. I haven't played Spirit Fair either. Oh, okay. So there's just no. Well, yes, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely put Spirit <laughs> yeah, Fair above Kentucky Route here's Zero. Here's where but. I'm at with Kentucky Route Zero: is that I was, I adore it so much that I was like, okay, do I want to put this on my top ten list? Mm-hmm. I it very quickly made its way on there, and I looked at Dota two and said. I don't know. <laughs> like, I I love this game so much. I think well, it hold is. Hold on. What to, is, to be clear, sir, you're talking about all time, right? All time. Not 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's a that's a big deal. It, it is. I, I think it is in the way that like I think a lot of games, a lot of people really like games because oh, like this is like a really good film. I feel like Kentucky Route Zero is is rich and dense in the way that I think like literary masterworks are. But that I yeah. like something like The Count of Monte Cristo or like Hemingway are because I think like I've played it multiple times this year and each each time I went I uh, came away with it uh, from it with a completely different reading of like oh I'm picking up this thread like the first time I played through it it felt like okay this this is a game about coming to terms with like dying and mortality um and like the way the game kind of reinforces that and the second time that I played through it it felt like oh this is a game about communities and about how um like the like what a lot of um tech and stuff has done to kind of destroy the sense of like here's our community that is like not you know universal but it is ours it is very specific to us and i feel like every all of those characters are written so like masterfully and it also uses like the video game medium in ways that i don't think i've seen a lot of other stuff do yeah i agree i also feel really strongly about kentucky route zero like i think that like i don't get like the same amount of hype for it as i do for say like you know final fantasy 7 but it is because like it genuinely like is probably like the greatest piece of art in video games that i've ever played like and I just, I, and so like, I don't, I don't engage with it the same, like I don't fangirl over yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's not like an exciting, like, oh, here's a cool thing that happens every time. Yeah. It just feels like you are, it is very sober, but also not boring because there yeah. are like, mm-hmm. really cool fantasy elements there. Yeah. But like every act, I think is just like, every time I play through an act, I'm like, this is the best act. And then I'll yeah. just 
play through the next one and think, oh no, but this is clearly better. And I like I, everyone talks about like the way that well, it has to be a game, right? So it's like it, on some level, it has to do this thing. I think Kentucky Zero works backwards and says like, how can we? make a new kind of experience to fit our story because like all those interludes are very different experience yeah uh, that aren't just like you know, for a lot of it you are just reading text and like making choices but even that like the way conversations don't feel like oh here's what i would say and more like you are sort of working with the game to make like this like poetic passage of text so because like the the choices you're making aren't like uh, I like this thing versus I don't like this thing. Well, like, oh, so what is your history? And you will make up what the history is of like, tell me about yourself. And you're like, okay, well, I used to be a farmer or like I used to be a trucker or whatever. And that's, those are the, the you're sort of choosing what the story is by making these choices. And the game really like plays around with that in some really like, like fantastic ways. And it just talks about things that games don't talk about. Like there are the way it talks about like, um, yeah, history really only happens if we record it. And so there's this extended thing about how, you know, this family was kind of torn apart because um, there was a, half of them were minors. And one of them was happened to be like uh, and like a, I think they were a professor that was trying to chronicle like w- minor songs and things like that. And the way they went to the mines and how that kind of like you know, kind of caused a fracture in that family. And that alludes to very real histories of like, the only reason we know about a lot of folk songs is because people like professors went into the, like the, the hills of West Virginia to talk to a bunch of miners. And that's just a thing you don't see in video games. Everything mm-hmm. feels so compelled to like, let's make this like a movie. And this is just like, let's just tell these very disparate uh, narratives about working class people that feel very not real, but that resonate really strongly because of how well they're written. Yeah. Well, it is that it is sort of contributing to like almost it's like an Appalachian magical realism and like which I think I I just personally like appreciate it because like you're looking, you know, like that body of work has like historically been dominated, you know, by authors from like other regions. So it's really cool to see like an American made video game about this specific region of the U.S. like like uh, writing these histories, sort of um, telling us about these histories um, you know, like in a fictionally comparing, uh, compelling way. And it's like, honestly, like, I feel like that game made me a better person and helped me understand like the places that I've lived better, yeah, you know? It, it is a very like deeply sympathetic game. Uh, yeah. And I, one thing I do want to point to is that like this, feel, th- th- I feel like we're making it sound like it's a very much an eat your vegetables kind of game where it's like, oh, this is very yeah. profound and deep, but it's not like fun. Like there is a non-Euclidean highway in that game. There, There is a part where you're, you're working your way through an office building and like they tell you, oh yeah, she's on the, like this lady that you're looking for is on the fifth floor. And like, you know what she looks like, you know, to some degree what she looks like because you played at her as you, you, uh, you play through her works in like a interlude and okay, she's on the fifth floor. And as you're going up the elevator, you see her on the second floor, but you can't do anything because the elevator is already going up to the fifth floor. So you're like, it, but if you know that game already, you can be like, no, it's on the second floor and you can just go talk to her. And there are all these like, like really cool bits like that. There are, like the fact that the interludes in that game are like are everything from like a fake VR experience to like here's a, a hotline you can call that will give mm-hmm. you information about the next act and there's mm-hmm. just here's a a, a public uh, a, like a PBS style special where they're just talking about random art that you can just go and watch a video online uh, all that stuff feels like it is like in the way that video games are like we always break them down into like well it's got really good music and it uh and it's got really good graphics and it's got gameplay like it feels like these multimedia projects kentucky rod zero feels like it acknowledges that really well and Mm -hmm. tries to say like 
we're just making, we want this story to be good. So let's just pull from every possible kind of multimedia thing that we can use to make it. Um, so like one of those acts is a play um, that is performed in kind of like first person. So you play as a drunk who's in the middle of the, of the play. And this is like the set, this is like, I think the, the second interlude. So it's not like super spoily, but the, so you're watching a play play around you. And then you also look to your left and there's like, here are the director's notes of like, here's how we modify these two plays to combine them into one. And then you look behind you and there's like reviews of what other people thought of that same play. And then I, I looked it up and you can just buy the play. Like they made a physical book that is just that play and people have acted it out on like British, like, theater uh and it's like this is a made-up thing that they made and like the fact that they're so dedicated to like creating these historical artifacts which is a lot of what that game is about is you know finding these histories and how we catalog histories the fact that they went so far as to like do all these bits that make it feel like oh this game already exists like there's already this game has a history uh already i think it's such a like a powerful thing for a game to do sorry if i may yes i love it i love your passion for this game how would you change this list? Where would well, you move Kentucky? I, ideally, I would like to have it at the top, but I don't know that's not like the most pragmatic thing. But I, I mean, ideally, I'd like to see it at the top too. Number yeah. one? Yeah. 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 Kentucky Road Zero is going to be my personal number one. I wow. Think. Same for yeah. me. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I haven't decided that yet, but you know. Okay. okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to move it. Let's let's just go ahead and move it to number one, and see see how that works later. I think that's a good looking list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Yakuza, like a dragon. Yakuza, Yakuza. Well, and since we feel like Spirit Fair is in a good spot, I feel like Spirit Fair is like... in the right spot, right above Animal Crossing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, Leo, yeah, I played co-op over the weekend and um i i like spirit fair a lot i feel like it's inherently it's a lot of busy work to make a little bit of progress like that's kind of what that game is is spin some plates set a timer here go check on this uh wait for this crop to grow okay now you're shearing the sheep now you're moving this it's just a lot of frantically spinning the plates to slowly inch forward but i love that world i love the tone and co-op i feel like helps in such a big way for having two people to alleviate some of that busy work feeling so that's my main knock against the game is just that feeling of i'm doing so many things and i'm barely progressing anything at this point i couldn't imagine playing it not co-op for sure that's like where all the fun is for me is like planning together what we're gonna go for and what we need to do the steps we need to do to make that happen and feeling like oh we had a really efficient day of playing spirit fair Mm. like we made a lot of ground and feeling really a lot of pride in that because it's so self-motivated and self-guided yeah co-op definitely makes it work for me um yakuza i love a lot um i haven't finished it i feel like i'm starting to hit the barriers in that game of it's a wonderful game Mm -hmm. and and it's a fine rpg <laughs> i but feel like the rpg systems are bringing it down i think there are I, I i made my way through that stuff mostly by like finding guides online like go to the shopping center and then level up the, and then you'll be okay towards the end of the game but i do think that you're right in that it is like it ends up be, it's like good for most of it and then they kind of just don't understand leveling curves in that game in a weird way uh so you are forced to to grind through that stuff and that i i do think it's a legitimate knock against it i i think it's unfortunate that for a game that 
kind of had to be the most inviting Yakuza game yet because mm-hmm. it's it like, here's a new protagonist. Here's, you know, like a brand new battle system. Here's like, here's a bunch of new things that to welcome people into the Yakuza fold. I think it's really unfortunate that they, they, they bundle like or bungle like some pretty important parts of the RPG to do that. Um, yeah. That said, it, I, I, if, if you could go on a cheat engine and just make yourself inc- incredibly powerful, I think it's still one of the best games of the year. I completely I agree. I, I cannot say enough good things about the characters and the writing and just the tone of that game. It is freaking fantastic to the point that it's just like, I, I hats off to the localization team, hats off to the original team. It's just, I can't think of another game that's been translated out of Japanese that has worked so well just on a writing level. I really think it is just on another level. Yeah. But this is also my first Yakuza game, so I'm coming in, well, that I've really I mean, sunk my teeth into. like my fifth, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I still have found so much to, to love about that formula and so many of the sub-stories are just like these really funny, just one-off stories. Like the stuff that uh, like I almost, it's like a comical, ver- even more comical version of like The Witcher where every quest feels like you know that that wasn't like a mind blowing piece of thing, but I'm glad that happened to me. Like I'm glad that you know you stumble upon this one like group of like uh, uh, guys who have like a, a diaper fetish, but it ends up not going the way you think it is. Where it's mm-hmm. just like, no, we're gonna own this. We're re- like we're we're proud of what we are, and like like screw you for thinking we're weird. And <laughs> Ichiban is kind of like, you know what? You know, I'll let you have it. That's cool. Like uh-huh. I, the way that is so sympathetic about the weirdest things in a way that I think a lot of open worlds aren't where they're just like, look at this weird thing. Yep. Like, is it, isn't this person weird? And like, aren't you the straight, like, aren't you cool for being normal? Right. And like this game is just like, yeah, embrace your, like in whatever way you're weird, whatever you're into, like that's cool. And well, coming from even the perspective of Ichiban who thinks he's in a dragon quest game. I mean, even he is on this, help me out. Quixotic down. Quixotic? Is that how I say that? So everybody, it's like he's on this Quixotic. No, but you know, he's a weirdo. He's seeing this world through this distorted lens as he's trying to help out all these other weirdos. I just feel like that angle of playing in some ways what is kind of a throwback turn-based RPG, but through the lens of it feeling like a parody of JRPGs, it's just like this perfect recipe for, yes, this is what I want in gaming is just a yeah. parody of old JRPGs that still is shockingly fun to play. Yeah. The other thing that's cool is that it, it has this like really wild bombastic tone, but it also manages to like know when to like be really earnest and really yes. like lean into like the very real struggles that these people are, you know, fighting uh, in society. And I think it, it does a, like a really good job, especially towards the end of just like sealing the deal on a lot of the, of the themes it sets up. For sure. If I may, Serial? Yep. How do you feel about Yakuza versus Half-Life Alex? Man, they're pretty close. Like I okay. still haven't like that's one of the the contentious spots on my on my top 10 list. Half-Life Alex is a cool game. A cool I, game I just right don't there. know honestly if I had to be honest with everybody, I don't know what number it should be on this list. Should be high, top 5. Yeah, I love, love, love it from the arguments we've already heard. I think it's comfy in the three to six. Three to six. Three to six. Yeah, it's one. I, I don't know. It's like, I, I I don't think it needs the championing that like Serial offered Kentucky Route Zero. I mean, it's like a, it's like a really great VR game that mm-hmm. moves that, that, that very young medium forward and ex- 
is the next step in the Half-Life universe, which is really exciting and it has some great, yeah. hilarious writing. Yeah, surprisingly for the, funny. For the first time in years, Half-Life fans have something to be hopeful about, like both excited and hopeful about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is a hard a trick to pull off, considering all the expectation around the new Half-Life. You know, right? I'm still curious, Serial. Not that it's a direct either or, but how do you feel about Half-Life Alex versus Yakuza Like a Dragon as the overlap between those two? Uh, I think I might give the edge to Yakuza, but I think the it's weird because it might be a numbers game where three people really like Alex versus two people who really like Yakuza. Mm. But well, I don't like Yakuza from what she played. I think everybody liked it, right? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've liked it. I'm okay. not as far, so it's still early early days for me in that one. But I I have enjoyed a lot what I've played of that one. Yeah. It's also tough because like the people who don't have a VR set literally can't play it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a tough thing of like, well, you guys didn't play it because you weren't interested. Maybe it's just, you just weren't able. No. I listened. And to that's us. like a legitimate thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would make me very nauseated too. Um, I listened to a lot of spoiler cast though about it, and I think I think the story is cool. What they did. Um, I mean, the dialogue and story ended up being my favorite thing about it, which is a weird thing to say when there's a game where you can like literally walk behind cover and physically lean over it and shoot bad guys. <laughs> yeah, but, like I just think, talking with uh, talking with um, the characters is like the the part I look forward to the most over the course of the game. Yeah, but maybe I that's really like the combat though. Like that first shootout where you're when you realize you can break a window open and move the glass out of your way with your pistol to get a better shot, and that you're literally like putting your hand over the railing so that you can shoot but not necessarily like really looking at it much and you're kind of just mm-hmm. like here's the window i'm kind of peeking out of that is a thing that like other video games just don't do outside of the vr space yeah and it's fun <laughs> catching grenades with the gravity gloves and tossing them back all that kind of stuff yeah. feels amazing in that game the yeah, way they like sure. kind of um have a new approach to inventory management management by saying like oh if you want two extra grenades you're gonna have to hold them like literally in your hands like you're gonna have to hold down this button as long as you can if you want to do that and so i was like constantly okay i need to solve this puzzle let the grenade go do the thing and then pick up the grenade make sure i remember to pick up the grenade and keep going i think like all all the considerations that they put into making vr like a play space i think make it a really strong experience whether or not you like vr games yeah all right (laughs) well great um okay so if we could all just fuse into one person and then we could ask that person how are they feeling about this list currently which for the audio listeners just for a reminder going top to bottom right now it's kentucky red zero hades ghost of tsushima last of us part two final fantasy 7 remake yakuza like a dragon half-life alex spirit fair animal crossing new horizons and the pathless i'm um i'm curious for everyone's ghost of tsushima thoughts mm-hmm. I, I it's my favorite game of the year so i'm very hot on it yeah um but i you know i i recognize i don't think everyone i don't think anyone was as hot on it as me but i just i loved the sort of like it's funny i i'm not i don't have as anything verbose as serial did for kentucky route zero but like i just i did not want to stop playing that game i love yeah. the world i love the way it pushed you in all these directions without really having you look at a little mini map at all like it really did that really naturally I really like the combat. I like switching stances. Uh, the story was not the the you know top of my list, but I was engaged throughout it, and I liked the way it ended. I, um, I mean, my my big disappointment with the 
the DLC so far is that it's been multiplayer. Like, I just want an excuse to go back into that world and run around. And, like, there's also, it's also, like, in a technical achievement, just the way it looks. And, like, the way that game loads is, like, insane. I still <laughs> don't true. know how they pulled that off. It's crazy. But it uh, is, for me, it was the game that, like, I could not put down uh, this year. It was the one that kept me up late. And I just didn't stop until I got the platinum trophy. Like, I did everything in that game, you know? Mm-hmm. I only got into it in the past month. Mm. I wanted to check it out before the end of the year, and I adore that game. That is absolutely one of my favorites on this whole list. Oh, wow. It's so well designed. It is like the only game I feel like cares what its UI is. Every other game just has (laughs) everything you expect out of your UI, you know, your mini map and or your compass, your ammo on screen at all times or whatever. But if you don't need something in Ghost of Tsushima, it disappears immediately. And, you know, 90% of the time there's nothing on the screen. And I love it for that. You talked about it as like a podcast game initially, right, Kyle? It was a podcast game for you? Probably. Again, that's one of those things I consider a positive. But like, I don't know. That was was one. That was one. I mean... I don't remember. It wasn't really one I listened to a lot of podcasts during because honestly, because it was like, there's not any downtime in that game, you know, and downtime is not a negative. I like, I like the downtime in Immortals, for example, but Ghost of Tsushima, I feel like you took two steps and you were doing something worthwhile, you know? Yeah. I I was just going to say, I feel like it's not like everybody's talking and not like you need to listen to everybody talking. And yet it's so great to just get immersed in and feel that mood. And it's so well paced with the different activities, like doing haikus to fill out the open world of just like going and sitting down. And literally it's like just forcing you to meditate instead of fight for a little bit. And I think it does wonders for the pacing of it. I think that is such a well-designed game. It is really just a, it is the only game that feels like it took as long as it did to make. I feel like it's so polished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No fat on it. I feel like I didn't play enough to have a strong opinion, but I, I liked what I played. Uh, where's everybody else at with this? It's, it's up there for me as well, probably in like top four. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's... That is a game that is also very much in my wheelhouse in terms of interest in, you know, Japanese, like the setting, the time period, the, you know, open world activities. I think my biggest criticism has been that some of that stuff kind of, well, not even, you know, like they they throw in enough other like new activities and stuff. I, I was going to say some of it feels very like kind of classic open worldy stuff, but then you do have like the haikus and other things that are more interesting. And I really like the combat of it too. And so it's, it's up there for me. It's not my favorite of the year, but. And the shrines, so like jumping puzzle shrines. I'm always excited to find. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Surreal. Yeah, I, I feel I fell off of it uh, after about 20 hours because um, I, I was playing through it and I, it, it started to feel a little samey because I think some of those activities, like there is a pretty like wide variety of activities, but they all kind of feel like very like checklisty in that, you know, when you find a fox, it's not about like, oh, like somewhere around here is, you know, the thing you're supposed to get. It's just you just follow that fox. And it's like not, you don't really have to think critically in a lot of them. Haiku one, like, yeah, you can make your own haiku, but you like, if you want to just get through it, you can just press whatever, but like you, it's, you kind of just press whatever button you you want and eventually you get a poem. Um, so I like, I wasn't as engaged, I think, I think as anyone else, but like, 
it was a pretty good podcast game for me. But, you know, <laughs> once I got to that 20 hours, I, I think my, my brother ended up platinuming it. And I asked him, like, is it worth it to keep going? Like, he had platinum. He had, he had done everything. And he's like, meh. And like, does it, is it more of this? And then he's like, yeah, more or less. Yeah. So I ended up just, like, not continuing because I felt like I wasn't, like, really getting, um, like, as immersed or, like, it didn't do as much for me as it did for you guys. But, you know, like, I I don't necessarily have, like, a huge thing. Of, I don't hate it, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to fight against it. But um, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't, like, love it. So Just for the sake of moving, I'm going to move it. And I'm sure it'll spark another conversation. It is now moved below Final Fantasy VII Remake above Yakuza. So right now the list is Kentucky Red Zero from the top bottom. Kentucky Red Zero, Hades, Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Half-Life Alex, Spirit Fair, Animal Crossing, The Pathless. That's good to know. Um, we should probably jump into this hornet's nest that is a little game called The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> I... I'm feeling very, very hot on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I really love that game. And I think there's... I know it's not fair to take wider consensus into it, but I just feel like over the last couple months, there's kind of been this critical anti-Last of Us Part Two vibe in the industry. And I just want to remind everybody, like, do you remember how amazing that experience was? Like, just the art through that game alone, and specifically, of course, you know, without spoiling anything huge here, um, but just the structure of The Last of Us Part Two is so awesome. To see Naughty Dog step up and make a sequel to one of the most beloved games of all time and swing so hard for where they want to take it and a little bit uneven at moments, no doubt about it, but you've got to give credit for them swinging so hard for the fact that they can take the first sequel to one of the most beloved games of all time. And at several points throughout that game, have an audience saying what is happening like that is, and not in a bad way for most people, you know, but just to put people that far off balance repeatedly throughout that game, I think is incredible. Um, Am I nuts where it feels like people are, bouncing back against that game and they're forgetting how amazing the core is. I mean, yeah. Well, I, Oh, it won game of the year. So like, Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 game, it's of it's yeah. game of the year multiple places. So yep. it's not like, you know, it, it, it ended up being like a Bioshock infinite situation. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Just that was yeah. my only point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hands, I'm with you, man. Like it's my number two after ghost of Tsushima. I mean, yeah. the way it looks at a narrative from multiple perspectives, I think is like the best that's ever been done in any medium think i'd have to think about it but like some people would say godfather part two is pretty important um yeah like yeah like maybe i'm putting myself in a core in a hole here by like thinking of everything but like it like it it was it was a i don't see that kind of narrative often and i adored it for that reason you know yes um it it's it's easy because every naughty dog game is kind of like that but performances and visual fidelity and actually being able to convey human emotion in characters that look that you can you forget that they're video game characters and you and you it feels like you are just watching amazing performances between you know these characters in what i'm it's it's my number one still so far this year and i think one of the best storytelling even though Leo was making poo-poo faces. That's fair. <laughs> no, like, I, I think back to when we first talked about it on the podcast, where Kyle, you would play through the most, I believe. And you had, I remember, just because I used it for the quote on the thumbnail, but you had a line where you're just like, yeah, it's Naughty Dog. Oh, why did you say it? Like, 
Naughty Dog embarrasses every other writer in the video game industry. Like, and it's worth just remembering every once in a while. I, I think that's obviously hyperbole in a lot of cases, but just the fact that playing through Last of Us Part Two, and there's just a scene in that game where two characters are talking about, hey, what are you doing later? And it's such a small moment, but it's like, how many video games have ever had a scene where it's just two characters comfortably talking about what are you doing later? And it just feels like a believable exchange between humans. It is so incredibly rare. But Leo, if you squinted any harder... So sorry for video games that the bar is there. It's true. It's true though, man. Leo, Zing. where are you at with this game? I don't game? know. We're talking about the wrong kinds of video games, I feel like. Yeah. Leo, how do you feel about it? Um, I... Personally, honestly, I didn't think it earned its length and I was really, really bored by the end of it. And I felt like I was excited because I felt like The Last of Us was really new at the time. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the combat. First one got a lot of flack for the combat. I thought it was like cool and grounded and doing something new. But the second one, I feel like didn't push that forward in a way that justified it being three times as long. And it was... yep. And just that and having the story not grabbing me, I just wasn't into it throughout or at the end. Obviously, so elevated by the incredible production value and performance capture, obviously. Like, uh, obviously unparalleled, and it made it fun to, like, play with my girlfriend and, like, digest the story as we were going through. And it was just, like, everything we noticed that was great about the game was, like, oh, look how cool this vista is. Look how pretty that person's face is. That felt like the all the standout moments were like that for us. Yeah, I think I, I'm kind of with Leo in that I don't, I, I play through for the deepest dive and I was like probably the most lukewarm on it and I've kind of liked it less since just the more I think about that story, the less I'm impressed by it. And like Leo, it's like, oh, the really good things about this game, I think are like the performances and like some of the character scenes. And I, to me, it always goes back to like, it just feels like here's a really good best case use of like, we are a, a, a top of the line studio with the backing of like our first party publisher and we have a bunch of money. So like it, it is a really good use of that structure. But I think that if it didn't have that, I don't know that I would be like, I don't think that it would be as captivating as it is for a lot of people. And yeah, I, I don't know that I, like I'm anywhere near as hot as you guys are on it. Yeah, the anti, yeah, understanding like, okay, top of the line. Clearly they have this insane budget and a lot of faith from Sony that they've built up over the years, but it is that thing of, I don't think we need to hold that against the game. The experience right. we had is the experience we had, you know? And and they, it's, and they didn't play it safe with that. Right. You know, like they took, they took big swings on that. And they're paying for it yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 I also think there are spots where I think they do stay a little too comfortable. I think they, not to get into specifics, but I think they, that ending is a little bit of a mess because they just felt like they wanted to have every possible ending in there. Yeah. Like, I agree. I feel like that, that game could have ended multiple times and it, and it doesn't. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, like Leo said, I think it goes on way too long. I think that there are moments where they could have cut the, this, you know, like the, there are segments of that game later on that I, I definitely think they could have abbreviated. And like, there are, there are parts of that game that I just don't think are fun or interesting, like from a gameplay perspective. Uh, I, and there, there are some later plot stuff that I just find really kind of hard to swallow in terms of believability. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, like, also I'm just not a big zombie game fiction fan and, uh, or a zombie fiction fan. And like I mentioned on the deepest dive, I think I have some issues with like the, the premise of like, here's a really hostile world where everyone is like super like on site with each other. And it just feels really like it, it feels very against the spirit of what was going on at the time for sure. I liked a lot of the stuff in the second half. It made me wish they like led with uh, some of those interactions. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was tough following the main character and knowing where it was going and having an opinion about where it was going and that never changing throughout that long of an experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. Too long. Specifically, that that final stretch was one of those like, really? We're, we're really going back into it. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Nice to know where everybody's at. That helps. I'm sorry my my face has betrayed me, but yeah. I really don't want to be rude about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of those things where I'm almost like bummed that you guys didn't get what I got out of it yeah. in terms of like just getting engaging with it. Like I obvi- totally like not disagreeing with what you guys are saying, but like I wish you had gotten engaged with it as much as I did too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it just like, it, it totally wrapped me. I cried multiple times over the course of that game. Like easily. The tears just coming out. Like it wasn't yeah, even a problem. Yeah, we I got it. My we eyes. got it. We got it. <laughs> did, you, did your daughter watch you cry? Was that embarrassing for you? Or were you like, yes, this is what it's like to feel the full spectrum. Of human uh, I think she was too scarred from just watching that game. Oh, that was a bad idea in retrospect, yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about her watching you play Yakuza. Um, Let's okay. Let's do the Hades. Let's do the Hades talk. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, are you saying you want to talk Hades? Do the Hades. All right. It's the, only, it's the only one left on the list. It is the last one. I've been Hades. dangling. Uh, Jeff, um, Oh, Anna's Hades is different from me and Leo's. So. <laughs> oh, I was dabbing. That's the beauty of the roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how do you feel about Hades? Uh, like it. I've, I've, I've enjoyed my time with it. It's, it's one where it's like, this game is, it's hard to explain why it's good because it's, it's a low, it's a roguelike, but it just feels good to play. <laughs> is like ultimately is is what makes that game so magical is that that's what that's what keeps me going back from one run to the next is that it just feels the combat feels so good compared to so many other rogue likes mm-hmm. um, but i don't i don't think i'm as hot maybe as other people or, or i just don't know where it lands on everyone else's lists i'm probably between you and Serial, where I really like the game a lot. The more I play it, the more I really, really enjoy it. I'm just blown away by how tight of a system it is <laughs> combined mm-hmm. with the story being interwoven in that. Like, if we're not giving it up for just that tight of a gaming package of everything good, like, I don't know what else we're celebrating here. That is just as good as you can get to the point that I realized playing it like, oh, Super Giant's just my new Blizzard. Just for mm-hmm. having no doubt about their sense of game design, <laughs> like they know exactly what they're doing. Every power up's going to feel overpowered. Somehow it still all works out. It's always interesting. It's made me care about my build in a game, which is not the type of gamer that I am. Um, you made a cycle min max. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't tell anybody, please. <laughs> Seriously, don't tell anybody about min max. Um, <laughs> no, tell your friends about min max, though. Yeah. Uh, runs. Take a little long for me, but I'm probably not as good as as efficient. (laughs) What's that? You can cut those numbers down if if you know what you're doing. Yeah, Uh, well, that's going to be a long, long road to long truck to haul. I don't know what the phrase is. Um, So I'm I'm very, 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 very warm to hot on Hades is where I'm at. I'm also on the the hotter side of for Hades. I think that it's the, like the tightest gameplay loop that we've seen this year. Yeah. Um, for sure. And like, I feel like all too often, to be honest, like games with good gameplay get lost in the shuffle. Um, 
And so it's really cool to see a game like Hades really bring the full package, right? Of yeah. like really tight gameplay, really incredible writing and narrative of really fully built out world that draws on the mechanics of the game itself. Uh, and then also, you know, you have all these great sort of bonuses, like great cast of voice actors, um, incredibly designed characters. Um, and I will say, like, at first I... I really liked it a lot, but I'm 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 not good at rogue at rogue likes or rogue lights. Yeah. Um, and I did turn on like the hero mode or whatever to like help me experience the story more, and that was that was really helpful to me, and I I liked that a lot, and I think that that really positively impacted my my experience of the game. Yeah, I think one of the best things is how. Uh it's it's very inviting and it turns like the story loop that you would find in any other game into the gameplay loop mm-hmm. and like i think like to me this is a game that just like you know we talk about the cognitive dissonance uh a lot as being like this weird like crucible for a lot of games um but i think this game blows that like cognitive mm-hmm. dissonance apart and that it accounts for so many of your actions there's mm-hmm. maybe like one one thing that i'm like oh they don't address this but everything else is just like there are there will just be moments where you're like oh that's a really clever way to implement this or like here's a, a an interesting response that the game had to me doing this specific thing that i didn't think they paid attention to um and like yeah just the way from like i also wasn't like i'm not a big roguelike guy but at this point i've beaten that game literally a hundred times jesus uh and and it always felt fresh like the only reason that i had stopped playing it was because a i'd spent like 150 hours with it and like and that's not like oh you have to do 150 hours of this game to beat it it's more like i did everything in that game i did every prophecy i like i beat the game with every weapon at like 16 heat i did like you look at after you beat the game once you get unlocked this difficulty system that makes the game harder and there are specifically new versions of the bosses that you can fight and i beat those as well like i i could not stop playing that game for as long as i did and part of it it felt like such a smooth ramp of like i don't know if i'll ever beat this game the first time you die to like oh i'm able to beat this game in like 14 minutes Mm -hmm. and like just eviscerate everything here's like the most broken powerful build that i can find and it like the the ramp from that from the first run to the last run for me was like it felt like so smooth on, on every level of just like i'm constantly getting better i'm getting further every time or if i die like quickly it's like oh i learned this one specific thing that might help me a little bit uh and there are just so many systems that the game throws at you and also like the story i think is really strong and is structured like in a way that no other game has really done before where it's not about like okay you're here's the beginning of the game here's the middle of the game here's the end of the game it's more about like can i like here are all these different relationships with these characters that you can have while also implementing here are these like a few set piece moments that really drive the story forward and make you care about these people. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they can have so much dialogue in that game to even account for, like you mentioned, these weird scenarios where even just, okay, you turn on the modifier to have now Meg and her two sisters be the boss fights for three of them going up against you. There's dialogue for that, obviously. But then you turn that modifier off there's still dialogue for now. It's like, oh, now I have to go up against you again alone, Meg. Like the fact that every little adjustment mm-hmm. has natural dialogue that isn't just constantly repeating in a grading way after playing it. How many freaking times, Surreal? It's mind boggling. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And like all those, like the storylines of all those characters end up being like pretty interesting. Like I wanted to see, you know, like where, where's this storyline going with Achilles and like, like Nix and like every character has like this really interesting storyline that ties into the other characters or brings them all kind of turns them into this really strong family unit of, of, 
of gods and like you know chthonic gods and it's like it, it, it is legitimately like one of the most interesting takes on greek mythology yeah of just like here here's a bunch of characters that we're gonna like you know uh change in different ways to like make them fit our narrative and like it's one of the few games where i don't think that there's like a like a really bad character there's some that i like more than others but like everyone is like kind of pretty pretty like either okay to fantastic in a lot of ways and like there's no character that i'm like oh i have to talk to this person again for (laughs) as many characters as there are to talk to i think is like and that is what makes that game so great is that you want to keep playing to see the story through and to get better and like as a consequence almost if you're the a narrative-based person you get better as a consequence of wanting to see more story and if you're someone who wants to get better you're seeing all this great story as a consequence of you getting better so that loop just is so tight and just factors into itself so well throughout the course of that game yeah i was thinking about it too uh greatest sense of place in gaming in 2020 is just the underworld in hades like Mm -hmm. thinking about just an impactful location coming up out of that blood again and again and again that is just an environment that you get to soak in in a really satisfying way yeah and you can buy a towel rack that you put right next to it that's true you want to smoke up yeah (laughs) yeah leo what's what's your number one at this point i feel like you're a big wild card here my number one of this list i would go half half life alex whoa Jesus. Leo, okay. do, what are your thoughts on Hades? It's, I, I bounced off it. I have, I only play like five runs. I don't feel like I have a good opinion on it. Really? That's surprising that you bounce think. off that. Is there any reason in particular you think? No. I just, I just didn't want to do it. You I didn't want to do it. I don't want to do this no more. If that helps. <laughs> yeah, that does help. Uh, Kyle, where are you at with Hades? Uh, hey, man, Hades is interesting because... I don't, I don't like that genre. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would argue that I, st- I still don't like that genre. I don't hate, I don't think Hades convinced me to like that genre, but I played it and beat it twice, which is like significant. Like that's, you know, a showcase for how much it engaged me to keep going. Once I hit that, like even halfway through that second run where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to beat this one. I was like more or less like done mm-hmm. with the game. Like I didn't really feel compelled to keep going, but like it's one of those things where it's like, I, even if it wasn't like my personal favorite game, it's one that is like, if it was at the top of our list, like I would be like, yeah, that feels right. Like mm-hmm. my only hangups are like the things that I just get frustrated with about the genre. But like, I like my, one of my favorite things about the game is just like, like Surya was talking about like the context it gives for what you're doing. Like the idea that like the narrative has a built in conceit for why you're dying and reemerging every time. Like, I love that stuff. I don't, I don't know why games don't do that more. You know, it just feels like a proper, embracing of the medium in an interesting way so yeah i i I like hades i mean it's like i said it it hasn't really changed my opinion on roguelikes but like it's the only one that i've really like enjoyed in throughout the whole thing you know yeah i like a lot too i worry about the old super mario odyssey factor with hades about it's so solid no one can say anything negative about it but it's no one's number one. So is it floating to the top of this list appropriately? Yeah. It needs to be high. It should be high, but I think it should, I think it should be damn, damn high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It should be high, but as unbiased as I can be, I don't think it should be above Kentucky route zero or final fantasy seven remake Two games. I haven't played, but I've heard arguments for here today. Wow. Wow. So nice. (laughs) <laughs> listening <laughs> like all right this is a remake. I know, this is, <laughs> is like amazing about video games this year 
and also just absolutely troubling is like the top like five or six god maybe even all these except i didn't i didn't really like animal crossing personally but like they're all pretty good contenders. <laughs> That's you know? always the thing about the Ben's best games of the year. Pudding remake of them. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, just, document Eddie Powers gone to your head, Hanson. Yeah, just more, I've more made my progress. case for that. That one I'm I'm less yep, into. Yep, but yep, yep. Like, um, yeah. Okay, well let's let's just work our way up from the bottom. I feel like bottom three, we're locking that at this point. Yes, that feels good. Yeah, Pathless yeah. AC yeah, Spirit yeah. Fair. Okay, yeah. so now it's just. A lot of games to try and sort beyond that. <laughs> Holy mother of God. Um, Half of Alex seems low based on this room. Is that correct? I'd like it above Yakuza, which is admittedly a game I have not touched. So that's always that tough argument, but I'd like to see it higher. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's, yeah, kind of shaking out that Yakuza is next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot of I, points for like you know being a new just trying something new in a new medium and really and pulling it off you know that's mm-hmm. not yeah easy my, my issue is that i would put both of those yeah at least two spots a piece higher but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, conversation yeah what's that Lou? at what's some point uh, at some point you're jumping people's favorite games yeah. of the yeah. year for you know your what yeah. third favorite which is fair. I, 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 yeah i'm laying out my preference i'm not right. saying it's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> sure, yeah sure yeah yeah i mean like to to that point surreal like i'd swap ghost and last of us personally that's where i'm at with that one you put that's ghost above. i per- i personally would also swap those i would not i don't have a I, I don't have a horse in that particular fight yeah <laughs> yeah i don't either uh, my horse, horse is fighting, fighting pretty gotta hard. Laugh, yeah, you got to laugh. Horse is my hor- my horse is right chilling. My horse is... <laughs> my horse is exploding on <laughs> a tripwire. I mean, horse riding in Ghost of Tsushima is great. So I don't know. Mm. What I think that's the one metric we should just I, this conversation. Okay, for. I will <laughs> say I haven't played Tsushima, but the wind feature sounds genuinely amazing after spending so much of my life... I'm really bad at, at reading maps. After spending so much of my life getting lost, like for stupid reasons in virtual environments, that sounds like an amazing little feature. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. That's why. <laughs> that's why we tipped our cap and gave it best thing. No doubt yeah. about it. Or so runner yeah, up for, no, be- runner up for like best thing. Great, yeah. Minimum best thing. Um. Let me um, do something. I'm just gonna do something. <laughs> And audio listeners, someone bear with me. He, uh, someone encourage him. I just, <laughs> I just happened to move Hades to number one, Final Fantasy VII Remake to number two, Kentucky Red Zero, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Half-Life Alex, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Spirit Fair, Animal Crossing, Pathless. I just did that, and I just want you to think about what we've done here today. <laughs> what, what seems I mean, off? I know, what I know seems we're kind of like, eh, Hades is like, everyone likes it, so it kind of floats to the top, but like, I, I, love I don't it. know. I really... F- Feel like that's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I also I agree. feel like it's it's very. It seems okay. like the most we're gonna agree on a number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys, I my my disdain for the genre is I didn't feel <laughs> spoken about it, and like I was eager to play through it, and like that's yeah. a testament, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, we've gone this far without talking about the music. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a full package. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> soundtrack. Right. Yeah, and the way it, it uses recurring themes to like heighten certain encounters, uh, like the, the the fact that the theme for the boss is basically the theme you've been hearing throughout the first like that entire world amped mm-hmm. up, and the way they kind of you know not to spoil stuff, but like they as you beat that game, like you find new versions of those songs. And like, oh, another thing that I, yeah, those new versions of the bosses are incredible. Like it has two of my favorite boss fights of all time. Uh, like that, that game is just rife with really good stuff. What feels off for people? I mean, I, I ghost still feels off to me, but I'm guessing there's people more, more excitement for last of us over ghost. You, is Hanson there? And Jeff, right? I mean, I feel like you're also, it's me, you and Jeff for big last of us champions. So you're a, a yeah. significant overlap there for the two of them. Like I like Last of Us in the in the top five. I just really like Ghost more. Like I just, I had more. I mean, it's that weird argument of like fun versus compelling, and like I just Ghost of Tsushima was just I was much more engaged with throughout, despite loving Last of Us. Like, yeah, really love Last of Us. Is it worth noting that in terms of engagement, like everybody that started Last of Us finished it, and it's still a pretty big game. No, whereas we were Ghost of by society. <laughs> To be a part of the conversation, as yeah. people who work in this industry. I, but, I, I, really like. I, I will, as an addendum, I will say, as someone who finished Last of Us Part Two and ha- did not finish Ghost of Tsushima, I would bump Ghost of Tsushima. Above, yeah, above, I mean, there's not, there's not really yeah. spoilers you're trying to avoid with Tsushima necessarily. You know, yeah. hang on, it Leo. goes without saying, but I would also obviously agree with that move. Okay, I would not, but I'm in the minority there. Uh, Leo, what happened? By the way, you were falling out of your chair. I was leaning on my arm in my chair and I slipped off. <gasps> Come on, X Rocker. Eyes on the games, Hanson. Right? <laughs> so Focus up. You're, just, you're so distracting. Could you like? I've heard of a Zoom background, but could you put on a Zoom foreground? <laughs> okay. Hello, is this on? Wait, you're blue screen. <laughs> no, no, Leo, oh. come back, come back. Uh, um, dare I ask? Is this right now the list? Are we okay? We're going to do the Final Fantasy thing again. Okay, yeah. sure. Out of kindness, I feel like the, because the, you you really snuck that one up there. Yep, and right. it seems like that's one that multiple people have a problem with. Yep, no sneaking here. Everything's up for debate. How are you feeling about it? I like it. I'm great. <laughs> well, then lock it in. <laughs> no one's at it. Yeah, it's well. It's that weird thing where it's like we're you know ranking passions. Mm-hmm. I feel like your passion is like so bright it's gonna blind me, Hanson. But I it's also like a feel meteor. Like, I also feel like Serial <laughs> called Kentucky Route Zero uh, maybe his favorite game of all time. Uh huh. Yep. I know. You know. So like it's tough, man. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I could live, but having heard those two passionate arguments, giving it to Hades instead of one of those two feels a little wrong to me. I yep. Just to but throw Hades back in that loop. Yeah. yeah. I, well, for me personally, like I think the, my own the only thing against Hades that I have is that they, they just happen to be one of my favorite games of all time released <laughs> in that same year. Like I yeah. I don't have any like real reason to knock Hades at this point. It's just like a like a game that I just absolutely adore with every fiber of my being came out that same year that's just like sure. the only thing and it's that right tough on. thing what we're like final fantasy 7 remake five of the six of us played it and worst case scenario kyle liked it a lot Serial liked like, it a lot yeah yeah i mean that's pretty god darn good and yeah compared to Kentucky red zero where one person is over the moon about it 
Another person is absolutely in love with it. And her number was, one of the year. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. I yes, yeah, you're right. I'm in, I'm in a weird place with Rod Zero where I played the first chapter and the first, you know, interstitial. Mm-hmm. And like it, it it really felt like not even that I didn't like it or dislike like it or dislike it either way. I was just like, I don't think I got it. Like I almost think I just need to sure. restart. I, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, I mean, there is also or something. I, I, there is also an aspect of like it's not like a game you necessarily need to get. I think it is it is almost Lynchian in that like not that it's like abstract, but it's like less about like oh I figured out the plot and I know all the all the intricate details of all these characters. It's more about for me like just this incredible mood that it evokes of just like it, it feels serene at times. And yeah, I remember it's... playing it off you know when I got off a plane like because I went to Japan when you can still do that. Uh, and just felt like this ridiculous sense of calm after finishing it of just like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few months, but right now I feel okay. I feel like everything is going to be okay in a, in a way that I hadn't really felt from a game in a really long time. But it, so like, and that I will take that, that to me feels like a much larger takeaway from that game than like, oh yeah, like the, when they go into this mountain and there's like this backstory of like how they built this, this computer that analyzed the caves and stuff and like how, you know, the corporation basically co-opted that, right? Like that's, that, that stuff is really good and I love it, but it's, it's to me, it's not a story you go into, I want to understand it, right? I still want to okay. play it because I will take away new things when I play it again. Yeah. And I will say like, it is, it's definitely like kind of like postmodern storytelling. So it's more cyclical. Like it's less about like a, some sort of linearity or clarity. Um, it's definitely something to just sort of soak in. But what I do appreciate about it specifically is that that is really different for video games, right? Like video games for so long are sort of based off of like these really sort of like narrow hero's journeys where it's like we have weaker hero and then we get stronger hero and like it's all about you know like getting to the final boss and it is like you know like very traditional sort of western storytelling and so it's cool to see a game that works really well with like a different form of narrative and i really appreciate that like i feel like that is pushing video games as a medium like forward in like a much larger sense like the only game that i feel like has really done this this well is maybe like edith finch mm. you know so feels genuinely new yeah 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 yeah, yeah. seems like a I, mean, situ- I, I like oh. i like swapping kentucky and final fantasy but like you know you obviously i don't reasoning. but it, i think <laughs> yeah yeah no. but but you know we're not ruling it out i think it's just that yeah. thing of two people love Kentucky Red Zero a lot and two people well I didn't get it I think it's fair to say so does that does that account for anything it's like I read this poem and I didn't understand it that just shows you it's smart <laughs> there's probably something there <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm also I'm also kind of a sucker for like like just trying something new man you know like I watched mm-hmm. Tenet recently and it was a movie that confused me and like I wasn't even sure if I totally liked it but I was like man I would much rather have this than like you know the next marvel thing which i love those marvel movies too but like i just just go for something you know like swing yeah. big and just try something which is why alas was part two should be higher on that list <laughs> agreed i will uh, i will say that i of all people am i think i'm okay with this ranking i think like Ooh. the i'm 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 glad that kentucky zero is getting yeah as much credit as it deserves yeah, but i don't want to downplay all of your passion for Final Fantasy Seven. Like I don't. That's, I, I don't think know as a group, we're, we're we're really strong on that game in a way that like yeah, is, it is I one think of the as a group. That's a good I point. I think it's hard because it's like I 
like so far of what I've played of Final Fantasy, like I genuinely love it. But it is this matter of like hype versus like a deep appreciation, you know, like I just I feel like I can appreciate Kentucky Road Zero, whereas like Final Fantasy seven, I'm like, hell yeah, like I'm ready to go. Yeah. But it is it's just like a really like different. Yeah, yeah. They're just so it is. They are so different. And so it's like, OK, that's like unfortunate that we have to like rank them even on the same list right because they just feel so different but like they're both great they're both great games (laughs) um you know what else is great this list well hang on hang on though leo i like leo's (laughs) point of when shouldn't we honor the group by choosing something that we're red hot about for the number one spot versus hades which is a game we all think is freaking awesome but I no was one's... going to suggest, oh, yeah. as somebody who hasn't, who's barely played the top three games, so yeah. brace for my opinion about these. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to move Hades to number three and call it good, and then Kentucky Route Zero is honored more by getting mm. number two than mm. it would be by getting number three. Yeah, do that, then switch back Last of, Last of Us and Ghost, and then we're all good. And, and then switch that stop. back again, and then we'll be so No, don't do that. Don't do that last part. <laughs> if you're going to do that, then you've got to keep Ghost up high. Can't be switching. Can't I'm just following what the top. people were asking for. Okay, that's can you still, please put Ghost of Tsushima above Last of Us? That's still again? really high. <laughs> the risk yes. takers, come on! There we go. Thank you. Like I, I like I've made my point clear about Final Fantasy VII that I had some issues with it, but like Hanson, I can't deny that like it feels like that game changed your life. I love it <laughs> so much, but I, I think to be fair, I think Serial Kentucky changed Serial. Yeah, and, and Anna's yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean. It's just a matter of the, I've, there's more people that liked it a lot surrounding this group than there were for Kentucky Red Zero. Yeah, I mean that's kind of why I, I I think I would go for Hades as like the the largest consensus pick. But yeah, and if I may shoot myself in the foot, there is a part of me that I love Final Fantasy VII, but it is it is a lumpy weird kid. <laughs> you know, it's like. There are frustrating sections of that game. No doubt about it. Like the side quest can drag on. There's just like the dungeons at the end. We're running through the thing and running along the wall. There's a lot of just lowish points that still worst case scenario are just like, this is fine, but it is an uneven experience compared to Hades, which is one of the most even experiences ever created in the the history of video games, I would argue. Honestly, like, it is <laughs> yeah. just so unbelievably tight that it's tough to not honor that. Yeah, I do feel like with Final Fantasy VII as well, like there are some, ov- like they overlook some aspects of like quality of life things that I just wish that they hadn't given the, like how big of a game it was. Like navigating some of those towns was like a goddamn nightmare, you know, <laughs> and then running back and forth and back and forth. And then I will say, I, I was just like, I say this after coming out swinging for it because I genuinely love those characters so much. I don't think I will like any, you know, anyways, but like I was not sold on the combat as much as mm. everyone else was. Like I, I, I think playing as Tifa is good. I think playing as Cloud is weird. I think playing as Aerith can be weird. I think that it like they actually haven't perfected that yet. I, the the part that I love the combat a lot. I still think the problem is with um, flying enemies. Unless you're using Barrett, yeah. like it's a little yeah. wonky. No matter yeah. who you're playing with, trying to deal with that. Yeah, I, I, my not. It's like a fairly minor issue, but for me, like the fact that it 
is a fusion of RPG and action kind of made for some kind of rough sticking points where I wanted to play it like an action game, like a Devil May Cry. It doesn't feel like it goes all the way there where I'm waiting for spell cooldowns and like this animation is playing out because the game is balanced because this is still a spell. You can't just like cancel stuff into like it is not as reactive as an action game and it shouldn't be. But it also like when I was playing Tifa, I wanted to play Devil May Cry, right? Like because that's what that Mm -hmm. game that, that character alludes to. And it feels like when you try to do that, it kind of rubs up against that and you but you do feel like um, so like w- to what Anna was saying, it feels like they could refine it, you know, further. Um, but that said, it feels like a ma- fairly minor thing. Cause that's like my favorite part about that game is how well they managed to blend RPG and action. Yeah. It, it still feels like it, like Hades is quite a ways further down people's lists though, for it to be number one. Mm. I mean, personal list Hades is going to be around the five or six mark probably for me that's kind of where i am too pretty strong number two for me i think that's gonna be top five for me i don't think it'll be one or two but it could easily it could be two or three. Oh boy i don't know that it's on my list yet Ooh. Oh, Leo hates it. <laughs> Left field. If I wasn't clear, it's the worst game ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, maybe it's a cop out, but it is one of those things that it's like I look at, like you're saying, like it's kind of undeniable. I mean, like yeah. how much do I measure my just like, eh, I don't like this, you know, if I don't like sci-fi in it, but like it's a really good story within a sci-fi universe. Like if I just don't really love the genre, but it's like, you know, I played it and beat it and had a great time despite disliking the genre. It's just, it's a weird like competition in my brain. Right. But there's, but there's ones that you've liked more this year. Like a lot of them that you liked more this year. And it it is, maybe I'm just traumatized by the Mario Odyssey argument, (laughs) but it, it is that feeling of like, Who's this game's biggest champion and is willing to die for it? As opposed to, yeah, we all it's it's we all really enjoyed our time with that except for Leo. And if And is that is that number one compared to Final Fantasy, which Ben is ready to die for, and I'm really hot on, and you know, everyone else mostly liked, except for Leo again, because <laughs> He doesn't know it's good, but oh <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, um, I if we can if we're measuring love, the only way to do it is by the arguments we've heard, and I feel like that top three looks fine to me. Final Fantasy VII, Kentucky Route Zero, Haiti. I think so too. It's, I can live with it's it. The four and five that we should seriously consider. No, we're we good. Can revisit that. I, Leo likes Ghost of Tsushima. Let's give let's do Leo a favor. Leo does like okay. Ghost. Leo. I'm with you, Jeffum, but I feel like it's about even, and I feel like Kyle is that vice presidential tiebreaker here in the Senate. The guy who cried multiple times during The Last of Us 2. Yeah, great, amazing story. I mean, we could like it's that thing, that naughty dog argument. It's always like, you know, gameplay's okay, but amazing story where Tsushima just like was had this, incre- I don't know. It just it. it and how many I, times I have you cried? I think I said it at the time, but like Sushima is a like a better use of the medium. You know, like it's just a video game ass video game that I love. Where Last of Us is like amazing performance with a really good story. You know, 
which is like, I don't, I like, in in a list like this, I I give the edge to Tsushima in that sense. I mean, I know we're kind of regurgitating the Half-Life versus Last (laughs) of Us moment here a little bit, but in that, in that moment, like I I did find the story more compelling than the action in Half-Life Alex in that situation, but versus Ghost of Tsushima, I found the gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima and the world and the visuals and the, the wind more compelling than, you know, the sort of great larger parts of Last of Us. And to its credit, I think Ghost of Tsushima does some interesting story stuff through gameplay with the way that you're getting darker and darker with the way you're handling things and that being a conflict with your uncle. Like, it's, I'm not going to pretend it's the story of The Last of Us or yeah. on that level, but it's, I think it does do interesting stuff in that field. It's like not all yeah. gameplay I mean, for me, I think. Like another good use of the medium of like forcing you to go against what you've learned because it's required for progress. You know what I mean? It's like you... You you you've learned this thing as a child that that how you're supposed to act and like one of the first things you have to do is like you have to do the opposite of what you've been told your whole life in order to progress in this game which I think is interesting I, I like that kind of stuff in games you know I feel guilty about having the game that I love so much at the top of this list it really it freaks me out personally but we're, shouldn't thank you thank you I was waiting for that no uh, but I think. Where I just have to keep reframing it is that idea of, well, it's our list and our collective enthusiasm for these games. It's not some objective measure of this is the best game of the year. It's our collective. It's the game we like them. You're breaking mm-hmm. up there, but I think he said move. It's the game we like the most. I don't think I, yeah. there's nothing objective about it. It's not about like right. this. We've figured we've calculated it. That's the best game. Like, I think it's more about like like you said, it's a collection of how much we're into all of these. Because the part that kills me, though, yeah, is thinking about I think Hades is the best game on this list. <laughs> no, I don't like that it's objective. Yeah, I know, but I'm dumb. just... You can't be objective uh, oh, about this kind of stuff. I know. There is a part of me that, like, I feel... I, even as much as... Even though I like Kentucky Route Zero better, for for whatever reason, I'm most comfortable with having Hades at the top mm-hmm. is sort of where I'm at. So I feel like it's a similar situation where I... I would like to see Kentucky Red Zero, like if it were my personal list, I would love to see it at number one. But like you said, it would, f- it, I would feel almost a little guilty about it. Right. Versus, I think Hades is like just a, like a game I have no qualms about recommending, like yep. in, in a weird way. If we're making this list to say like, hey, what do you, what game, if you were to play one game, the game of the year, I would like the first thing I would suggest. It's the reason I think it, it's the first game I listed for that reason. It, I think it is like a fantastic game that I think everyone should play. I agree, but that's the catch, is this list isn't yeah. ten two list of sure. two tens of games that we'd recommend you play right now. It's, yeah, I think there yeah. is also an extra weight of like, you know, one of these is the game we're going to say is our game of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like with the top three, we have the white hot passion that Hanson <laughs> has, plus a lot of people who really loved it, and we don't have a ton of negative things to say about it. Number two kind of makes sense with Kentucky Route Zero because it is trying these crazy different things and two people absolutely love it for that and two don't get it. And so, like, that kind of evens out. And then Hades is the one that we can all say, like, yeah, we we really enjoyed it. We we loved our time with it, but it, it didn't hit the same kind of peak as those first two did. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I, a bad like place it. to be, number three. Yeah, I feel good about yeah. it. Anna, how you feeling? I mean, I feel like really lucky because <laughs> if I were to like make this list myself, this is, you know, without any input from people, I'd 
I feel like I feel some of your guilt right now is what I'm saying because I know a lot of people really liked Last of Us Part Two, for example. Yeah. Um, and so I I feel a little even though I actually don't what I I don't feel bad about Kentucky Road Zero, but I feel bad about all three you know being there <laughs> <In> different ways. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I, I think as much as I would like to like I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's I'm more or less okay with this list. I would say I, I'm also I have to fight my urge because I was I you know I had my sort of tirade about seven remake. I have to yeah. fight my urge to be like, well, I don't want it to be number one, so I'm just going to pick something that's not that you know. Yep. But it's like yep. when I take a step back, it's like I liked that game. I just had this one admittedly large issue with it, but like it's a good game, you know. Yeah. Like I'm gonna play part two, <laughs> you know. Is this the list? It is. It is. Oh, it is. Great. Final no. door slamming is happening right now. If anybody wants to shove their foot in it, now's the time. Yeah, I I feel like I am the, you know, Last of Us Part 2 is my number one pick, but uh, Ghost is Kyle's number one pick, and, he, and there's just more people who were hotter on Ghost than The Last of Us, so that's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. Anna, how are you feeling? Leo, you're the one person who doesn't have to apologize for any of this because your favorite game is well, it's it's right after that one. So like it's it kind of does like tear down be, between all of our number ones. Yeah. You know. Yeah. With Hades just kind of getting a a bigger boost because almost all of us really enjoyed that one. Undeniable. So. I think is your word, Kyle, which is an excellent way of talking about Hades, I feel like. All right, everybody. This is it. Min-Max is two tens for 2020. You did it. I'd argue it goes a little something like this. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number one game of the year. (laughs) I honestly did not see that coming. The fan club is going to go wild. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was going into this fully expecting hades i can't believe you i fully was expecting hades to be the takeaway i i had just locked that into my brain a while ago this is very surprising uh okay final Fantasy seven remake number one moving down the list kentucky route zero number two number three is hades number four ghost of tsushima uh five is last of us part two six half-life alex seven yakuza like a dragon eight spirit fair nine animal crossing new horizons ten the pathless be funny if we just miscounted one of these times <laughs> <Just wake up. laughs> aren't ten there at all. Uh, everybody knows the second set of tens if found the success Congrats. story of the day uh as number 11 number 12 is fuser 13 ori and the will of the wisps 14 gears tactics 15 crush bandicoot 4 it's about time 16 immortals phoenix rising 17 persona 5 royal where are we at did I miss Watch Dogs Legion? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Twenty Paper Mario. The Origami King. Nothing could <laughs> wipe away the paper. I thought it's, a, it's impressive that we got through it with only one major uh, outlier mistake on the top. The two top. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what they say oh. about Paper Mario: The Origami King? It don't fold. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then a bunch of other wonderful games that we also enjoyed this year. Thank you, everybody. Uh, round of applause for video game developers in 2020, everybody. Yeesh. Uh-huh. Hard year. 
hard year to make games. And Tough them. year. Uh, congratulations, everybody, for excellent work. Thank you, MinMax community, for sticking with us, listening to all of our Game of the Year content. Please, please... Oh, uh, Shaziria in the live uh, backstage pass feed, she says, we're all trying to not spoil until the podcast posts for the Patreon feed, yeah? Yes, that is true. So that'll be a couple weeks from now, technically, so that's confusing. But yes, Shazira, please don't spoil what won. Oh my god, but thank you for sticking with us for the Game of the Year discussions, everybody. Let us know what worked, what didn't, what you'd like to see from next year from our Game of the Year discussion, but I feel really good about how thorough of a look at 2020 this has been. Like, if you round up all of our conversations, it's pretty freaking wild uh, how exhausted it's been. Yeah. Just a number of games that we did the deepest dive on that are up here. We really talked the hell about games in 2020. So thank you for your support. Thank you for enjoying our stuff. We appreciate the kind words and all the Patreon supporters and all the viewers and watchers outside of that. Oh boy. Um, anything anybody wants to plug? End of the year. What's holiday special? Holiday special out? Holiday special is out. Yep. If you want to rekindle your favorite holiday moments, you can check that out. Also, yeah, it's a good reminder. Um, if you're just listening to this, check out MinMax's YouTube channel. We think uh, there's a lot of good stuff up there. And so give it a whirl, cruise through it, see what pops out to you. There's a lot of content. If you just listen to this podcast, you might not be familiar with, including we have one of my favorite videos we've ever done is up on our YouTube channel, uh, which is about uh, critiquing video games, best museums in 2020 with actual museum directors. Uh, but we got the museum director for the Air and Space Museum in DC, the Henry Ford Museum. And it's very fun just to get their reactions to these video games. I'm very happy with how that turned out. So please check that out. Uh, any help sharing the next content with a friend is obviously appreciated. And thank you to the following Patreon supporters for their generous uh, support of MinMax at the $50 tier. You know who I'm talking about. It's prettygoodprinting.com. Rich McLaughlin's Oppa Switch. Beating down Brian. I am 8-Bit. This Week in Video Games, Jawar Hello, Mirko Rico Torreno, Chris Logan, Zachary Pliggy, Rebecca Lang, Mark Seliga, Starkiller, Ludwig Roque, Andrew Valla, Jesse Vitelli, Super Serious Sam, Thomas Hoster, Yaro, Spiral in Your Eyes, Richard Smuts, Clint Farley, Pretham Yarlagata, Clayton Myers, Spider Dan, Zach Eink, Steve Bamdad, and Slick Nick. Hey, everybody. We'll see you in 2021. Let's make this a better year, everybody. Bye, everybody. Be good. Have fun. Let's go. Let's go.